For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Thursday, April 4th, and we have a good one for you. A lot of stories from the road. You're going to enjoy it. A conversation with Adam Lefko of Bleacher Report fame. And I'm being serious when I say this. We're coming to you live from the nicest hotel room I've ever been in that isn't on a beach. Mm. We have a panoramic view of New York City here. In that panoramic view, you know what it did? It inspired us to get creative and get hilarious. There's some stories told today that you're going to enjoy. We find a new couple Zitos, and the boys dig deep into Connor embarrassing us immensely at a very, 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 very wealthy place. Yeah. <laughs> it was a situation where you would think an adult human couldn't have got through life without understanding that what he did should not be done in the place it was done, but that's Connor, and you're going to love us eviscerating him for it. <laughs> <laughs> and also the rest of the trip. Uh, today's a fun one. and You want to live a fun life? I know you do. Mm-hmm. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with your friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek have tickets to everything. You name it, they got it. If it's comedy, they got you. If it's a theater show, they got you. If it's a sporting event, they got you. And they got you at the best price than you could ever imagine because they scan all the other ticket-buying platforms and make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. The best ticket available for the best price available you can get from the best ticket app on planet earth and the moon and that's seat geek you use promo code pat you get ten dollars off your first order use promo code mac if you get twenty dollars off your first order Ooh. let's go ahead and save this money and let's live a little bit with your friends at seat geek also you're gonna learn a lot about this coming up wrestlemania 35 is this sunday in DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy is putting you inside the squared circle with five thousand dollars up for grabs in their wrestlemania 35 pick'em promotion it's the biggest wrestling event of the year and the action out Outside the ring promises to be just as hot as it is inside the ring thanks to DraftKings. To get in on the action, all you have to do is answer 12 questions like, what will the first match be, huh? Hmm. Wow. I wonder. How many times will an announcer table be broken? Oh. How many championships will change hands? Mm-hmm. Answer all 12 questions before 7 p.m. on Sunday, April 7th, and you'll be entered for free. Remember, you must make your predictions prior to the start of the show. It's that simple. Then sit back and see how you stack up against the competition. You watch the pre-show that I'm going to be a part of in WrestleMania. I bet you'll get enough information to go ahead and put in some good answers for those 12 mm-hmm. things. Yeah, that's and a pe- smart move. And potentially win $5,000. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, you might be a gambling fan. Even if you're not a gambling fan, you you like $5,000, you like money. Here's the time to just go answer 12 simple questions and potentially win $5,000. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app now. Use code AMERICA to enter the WrestleMania 35 Pick'em promo for free and compete for your share of $5,000. That's code AMERICA only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. DraftKings.com or download the app now. Use code AMERICA and enter the WrestleMania 35 Pick'em promo for free and compete for your share of $5,000. Hey, if there's a bet about Baron Corbin, let's assume the McAfee bump. Ooh. Ooh. 
Let's assume also there's a lot of people that are in some matches that were a part of our Road to WrestleMania video, which you should check out now on all WWE platforms. Very hysterical, very funny. We're on the road with superstars and people of fame, notoriety, and we're talking to them. Imagine it's going to be good. But let's not lay down the Roadhawk bump here. Let's not lay that off whenever you're answering these DraftKings questions. Go win 5000 bucks and have a good time with it. Let's get to the show. What you don't want to you don't want to be in the video with us? Easy on the plant, bro. You don't oh, want to be in the video with us? It's the future. You, why not? Do you want to make it back to Indianapolis? Wow. You better like, get no. the fuck off my back. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been I've been team Nick lately, but I mean since dinner, he hasn't been on my side. Hold on, hold on. Are we good? Hey, we'll get into it. Oh, I thought we were. I thought we were getting. We are. All right. So what happened? Oh no! I mean, we were just having some tacos. You got me some peanut M and M's, but I mean, I guess uh, tides have turned. He just said that you weren't <laughs> going to make it back to Indianapolis in a very, very serious manner. I mean, you said that it wasn't a joke. There wasn't like an inflection at the end there. It was like a, hey, like when Todd said he wanted to shoot Zito in the head. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I called for. Mm-hmm. I no. mean, warranted or not. In See, Todd's maybe, mind. Maybe it sounded like that. I wouldn't quite go that far. It wasn't that level. Thank you. But you, he does a lot of little things. Little oh, hats on the back. Hold on. How about today? How about today? As soon as we walk into a lobby of uh, Bleacher Report. By the way, shout out Adam Lefko. Had a great conversation with him. You're going to hear that in a little bit. little crossover pod. Shout out to him. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bleacher Report, though, that place is incredible. Fucking awesome. We get into their lobby to go up. Everywhere in New York, you... You check into a lobby. They give you a pass. You go to a, a a batch of elevators that is for your section of the building. Then you go up. Then there's another front office person you got to talk to to get somewhere. Everything is like a, it's just a process. And we're not used mm-hmm. to that because we don't have a lobby. We don't have a lobby, yeah. which has been <laughs> problematic in the past. <laughs> problematic. Delivery people come. They just yank on the door. They assume they can get in. They right. can't. Mm-hmm. It's locked. This ain't a lobby, guys. And they this try is- and just break the door down this is the office this is there's no lobby there's no there's no safe space there there's no check-ins there's no security which is at every one of these buildings with those turnstiles that you got to put the little buzzer thing over top of is just really futuristic you know Mm -hmm. that is going to stop from anything bad happening yeah (laughs) if i've if i've seen any good documentary those turnstile things with those Normally, two gentlemen standing in suits to the side of them. That'll stop anything that is potentially going to happen. We Those all know. Just yeah, like sack tap you too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. And, and all it is is it's it's literally just a, a little lift of the hands, and you're right over that oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, right over that thing. Oh, it's a whole process. You got to go here to get to there to hop. Just let me hop over that thing, and I'm mm-hmm. in. But you can't do that. You got to check in. Obviously, it's good. Um, procedure well don't you remember when we went to gary v's office you can't even stand in the lobby there bro we couldn't stand in the lobby they forced us into the corner yep. they shoot us into the corner Go because over we were there. waiting for somebody to take us to the right security line mm-hmm. somebody had to escort us to a security line to get a thing to go into the thing to uh, go up to the thing it was insane he had a nice office, <laughs> nice office. i mean it was a very nice office but it, we got shooed to the corner we yeah. weren't even allowed to stand in the middle of the thing but anyways so today we're at bleacher reports thing we do the check-in thing. All of us get passes. We go through the thing. We're waiting in our bay of elevators. It has marble around it. The Bleacher Report offices. Very nice. Gorgeous. Sp- spared no expense. That building yeah. is- Time Warner, right? Yeah, exactly. Turner. 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 Same Turner. thing? Yeah. Is Time Turner Warner- Time Warner? Time Warner building. Uh, That's what it Turner- was. Turner owns, owns Bleacher Report. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're just sitting here in this beautiful marble bay of elevators. There's probably- 
10 of them or so. No, probably 12 of them, six on each side. Yeah. And they were all red. None of them could take us up. So six on each side, it's like 12 elevators. All of them were taken. So Connor decides to play a game with himself, okay? (laughs) With himself. (laughs) You were with yourself. There was one other gentleman waiting for an elevator with us. Other than that, pretty quiet lobby. Other than the two security at the little turnstile thing that nut taps you, and two security in the front off or the front security mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Connor decides to play a game by himself. Hey, let's guess which one it's going to be. <laughs> Stand in front of your door. Yeah, elevator roulette. Stand in front of your door. Loud says. <laughs> so he's standing in front of let's say R three, like the right side of elevators. Yes. Third elevator back is where he's standing, and that's where he's screaming to us. In less than a second, maybe two seconds after he screams that, the one he's standing directly in front of pops on the light. It's opening up. So he hit the one of the twelve. Right. Yes. Good he, pull. In the game that he was playing. <laughs> Good pull. In the game that he was playing with himself. Elevator roulette. <laughs> Elevator roulette, which nobody else was playing. We were forced to hear about it, though. He won. Mm -hmm. So what do you do if you're a loud-ass motherfucker from Boston and you win a game that you just created that you're playing against nobody? What do you do other than scream as loud as you fucking can in a marble bay of elevators? Very cacophonous in there. Oh, exactly. (laughs) That is a great word if it means what I think it does. This thing, his voice pierced. The eardrums of the security people at the front of the fucking building, the two security guys who are normally just in a boredom slump there telling people to just go ahead and scan it, they fucking perked up and thought there was something bad happened. It was the loudest scream that ruined five people's lives. Well, including us, 10 people's lives (laughs) got ruined if we're counting the five people that were there that weren't us. It was a nightmare. It stopped all foot traffic on Broadway. Everything stopped. stopped. All of New York stopped. It was the loudest, screechiest yell I've ever heard in my life because you won a game that you were playing against nobody. It was the perfect storm of situations, okay? I don't do well in lobbies. I don't do well in fancy buildings. I don't do well in New York City. And I haven't won a game of elevated roulette in eight years or so. So, of course I won. How about that guy gets on the elevator with us? Because we don't know when the other 11 are going to show up. There's a lot of fucking there. I guess there's a lot of floors in this bay. That guy gets on the elevator with us and just hangs his head in shame that he's even in the company of us. (laughs) I mean, that guy was embarrassed. And you, just a little bit of self-awareness. I mean, we all just looked at you like you were a fucking kid. And we're like... Are you kidding me? You, uh, I'm so sorry. You start screaming in the elevator in the guy's ear that just got blown out. Yeah, well, he knows that was serious. He knows that was genuine. And then we had to move him to get off of the floor mm-hmm. we were getting yep. off on. And it was just a whole scene. It was a second floor. We were getting, we went up one floor. <laughs> that entire thing, we went up one fucking floor. Before we got there, uh, Connor literally said, I love New York because I could yell at people and they don't think twice about it. Yeah. And that's obviously a lie. No, yeah, because you yelled at a guy today in that elevator bay, and he was he was thinking a lot about it. It's the perfect storm. I, you can't blame me. I blame the city. Very much different approaches to this city. I was very excited. We got here. We get to the Time Warner building early. There's a uh, coffee shop next door. I'm like, all right, uh, let's go inside, get a coffee, hang out, sit down. We can people watch, people walking by, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Connor, oh, you guys want to go inside? Why, why can't we sit on the sidewalk? We could yell at people out here. Uh, he's, a, he's a moron. He's a bumbling idiot. <laughs> He is. We we talked about this on the RV yesterday while we were driving from uh, Baltimore to New York. Baltimore, by the way. Jeez, oh, <laughs> what, what a dump. Why are you so mean to Baltimore? This is like Nick oh, with Cleveland. Man. There's nothing good about... Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, 
I said it earlier. I'll quote him if you will. Cleveland is what L.A. compared to Baltimore. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Baltimore was just. Uh, we saw a license plate in Cleveland Street. Pretty bad. I mean, there were dead bodies all over the place in Baltimore. It was disgusting. The it did seem a bit run down in spots, uh, like where the arena was run down, run down, da- run, run down, out and depleted. I think <laughs> the thing was the arena we were around was in a bad block. Like I think exactly. it's yeah. we did a lot of driving mm. with Corey Graves in the RV. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, worth a watch. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. worth a watch. Probably a must watch. Actually, must, yeah, I would say must. Yeah, go ahead and tag a must watch on there. I think hey, I will tag a must watch. We are a bunch of fucking fools man <laughs> this vi- this video we made for the wwe fox News up till 4 a.m by the way which is why we all questioned the 22 hour bender before we came because this is this is how this whole thing works is we got to turn around videos quick mm-hmm. fair foxy was up till about 4 a.m putting that thing together we released it today it is i mean i really enjoyed it, it yeah it's awesome it's foxy he, he crushed it i mean i don't know how loud we can be in here but a round of a, a no, hey, no, 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 deserves that. Though. I don't want the you know round of I mean? applause because I still feel like a piece of shit for what I did this yeah, weekend. And no, it's just good content. Okay. No, yeah. It's just good content. It's hard to make it bad. Yeah. Foxy, I think, um, no. I think the bender to the and then the, the hotel room at I the mean, hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you got off the elevator, too. You, I mean, Sorry, Foxy. As I just gave you an applause, he, he wasn't he wasn't calling you twice just to say you can have the room. No, so. yeah, yeah. It was like uh, it was a quick question. Sure? No, I Are you did. Sure? Okay, I door closed. Did do no, that because my room is right next to the elevator over there. It so is. my room is literally right next to the elevator. So I was like, oh man, I wasn't even thinking about it until seeing his room right next to an elevator. And then I was like, Foxy, you still there? And you were gone. Fox no, was gone. No, it was. Yes. No, what was it? Seven yeah, steps. I was, yeah. I, I, let I me tell you what. I took probably cool. seven steps, and I was like, "Oh man, it's right next to a fucking elevator." Foxy <laughs> and he, Connor even stopped yes. and did a fucking uh, Bleacher Report lobby. Foxy yell. <laughs> Everybody on the floor woke up, and it was just like you were gone. But by the way, by the way. Whenever I walk into a place other than this one that we're in currently, because this view is incredible, I go straight to, I shut the blinds completely. I mean, I am, the darker a room can be, the better for me. Mm -hmm. So my little hole, tiny little hole next to the elevator that didn't even really have a window was perfect for me. You know what I mean? Like the room that, and I like a quiet room too. The the air conditioner didn't really work into my room. You know what I mean? Even better. So no sound at all. And it was one of those ones. Did the TV work? You know what? It, I got a chance to really watch Mario Lopez in that one Access Hollywood, oh, yeah. the oh, hotel <laughs> TV. Yeah. Everything else was kind of staticky, though. But we got in late, so it's not that big of a deal. So it was good. The outlets didn't work, so I couldn't charge anything. That was awesome. I just everything was great. Yeah. But for me, that's what I look for whenever I'm trying to get in a room. How right. was your room, Foxy? Foxy, what was your room? Like? All right, let me explain the situation here. So Pat checks in. He leaves to go to the bathroom. I walk up. I check in. Lady looks at me and goes, hey, don't tell anyone, but you have one of the nicest views in the entire hotel. And I start laughing. I'm like, I should not be here right now. I do not deserve this. And I always get a better room than my boss. And my boss is the only reason I'm here. That was very nice. Good liner. You can't tell him. You can't tell him. I go, I have to tell him because you don't understand, but we work in a content business. I have to tell him. (laughs) And then she goes, no, no, no. And so then I tell, and you walk up, and she goes, 
are you with him? Are you with him? And then she knows. She because, turned on you, Because man. she yeah. said not to. Complete reversal. Yep. Said that uh, you took my room. And said, tells my boss, tells Pat that Foxy, I took his room. You had to be up till 4 a.m. I'm happy you had the room. And I had this room coming, um, coming to me today, which I knew was going to happen because Sam and I are over here. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy you got the room. You deserve our room. Eh, I don't think I did. But it is, it is a, a very steady thing that I get just like... With the Colts, I got a room that was like a closet one time when we played Cincinnati. I never been a part of something like it. Kobe Fleener literally walked in my room, reached out his hand and his leg and touched wall to wall. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever been a part of. Vinatieri had this fucking like 13,000 square foot plaza <laughs> up in this other floor because it was like a really old hotel in Cincinnati. And they had like, I literally think I got a closet that got turned into a, a hotel. linen closet. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That's it was, wild. Not like my rookie year either. This is like year six, seven almost. And I knew it was on purpose. What I was knew. like the best setup you had? Me? Yeah, at a training camp. Uh, training camp or on the road because training yeah. camps or on the road. Hotels. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't think I ever really got set up, and I it was always the OGs that got like hooked up with like the suites and shit, like which they deserve it by the way. If you're in the league for fucking 15 years, I I just always seem to have the shittiest room. It, it felt as if I potentially had the shittiest room. Vault did they upgrade though, or did you uh, like? Me, I don't think I could have upgraded those because like Peyton- what if I would have got just another room in the hotel like next to Baton's up there? Yeah. <laughs> it was like hey, it would be like. Like uh, Bill Polian, Peyton up there, probably an RSA family member, me, uh, Vinatieri up in the suites. That would be fucking hysterical. I thought about that with WWE stuff because I got this one room. It's this one thing. It was a double. And I was like, I'm not, I mean, so I talked to Foxy and Foxy's like, oh, I like my roommate. It was like a king size, like little suite. He had like a suite. I'm like, Mini bar. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying anything because I'm happy just to have a room here. All right, we're good. We're okay. But I was going to call down and be like, do you guys have any like presidential suites open? And I was just thinking it was going to be me and Vince McMahon in the top fucking. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah. yeah. You guys have me in a double down there, like second floor. Like, I understand what, you're, what the way this works, but that's just not what I do. <laughs> and I would rather go broke than sleep in that shit. I mean, honestly, I can't do it anymore. But I don't. I just have a good... I, Foxy deserves it. You were literally up till 4 a.m. doing that video, so that's the way it goes. Ty Schmidt got to sleep a little bit because Heartland Radio 2.0 was edited back at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that weird for you during the week to get to sleep? Uh, yeah. Any Even if even if I don't have to do something, like my body is so conditioned to just going to bed at like 4 or 4.30. Like I don't get tired at, you know... I mean, I was pretty tired yesterday from being on the road, but I'm just I'm just not used to... Hey, we, we did a kicking sesh. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remember you said on the road. I completely forgot we were even on the road there. I was just yeah. thinking about the hotel. Mm-hmm. You had to get to that hotel. Did a kicking session, uh, Target parking lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot harder than people would think to find a place to kick whenever you're on the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. hard. We it's stopped. Not just, by, stop. not just fields laying around for you to go venture mm-hmm. off into, no, especially can, level ones. Well, especially level ones, but everywhere we've been is basically cities. Yeah. Like when you're not in cities, football fields have the ability, for, like, for you to get in. But in cities, they have them all like barricaded. Like mm-hmm. we drove past a couple of fields. I was like, "Oh, it'd be a nice to kick down there." And then I looked around. I was like, "I don't know if we can jump that fence." Like sometimes you got to jump a fence to go kick somewhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of those fields, I don't know if we would have been able to jump the fence. So ingenuity is birthed by necessity. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. What did we need? We needed a couple of balls. Mm-hmm. Oh, is there a Walmart around? Let's go to a Walmart. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do we need now? An upgrade. 
okay, we got a couple guys in an RV here. Uh, shout out Greyhawk. <laughs> shout out Greyhawk. And then, hey, we can just have a couple guys stand on top there, put their arms up, right? Can't you guys just stand there? Yeah, yeah I'll climb that yeah, ladder. Yeah, we can do that. I'll yeah, you can that do that ladder. for sure. Yeah. Okay, now we need a place to kick it from because ah, I can't kick it on concrete because it might slip and fall. Because mm-hmm. I'm when you kick a f- when you're trying to kick a football, you got to go at your you got to attack your plant foot. So I mean, you don't want to be doing it on concrete CTE. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we understand CTE is a situation. So we drove around a little bit. Thought we were going to go to a park. Turns out just a dog park. Couldn't do mm-hmm. anything. Couldn't do anything in there. It was kind of a tough spot. But then we found Target and they had these little islands of uh, grass. Parked that motherfucker right in the middle of a parking lot. Grabbed some grass. Wasn't flat. It was kind of a little bit of a rocky terrain. But we made it happen. And, boys, I appreciate you for your retrieval abilities. Retrieving abilities. It was incredible. Our pleasure. Big balls. I think think Mm -hmm. Ty might have threw out his arm. Yeah, I did. Well, that was also a byproduct of how I was sitting in the RV. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Was it the match against Baron Corbin? Yeah, it might have been. It might have (laughs) been. Ty was throwing them back. Connor and Nick were on top of the RV as uprights. You guys said it was getting a little sketchy up there. Nick, you said it was sketchy up there. It's a little windy. Uh, the RV was not the most stable on the roof. No. It wasn't flat. It was a little slippery. Really? Yeah, it, it had a little bit of a bump to it for it's sure. Nice little gradient there, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think I was respecting the grit that you guys were showing while standing up there. I well, thought it was a very simple thing to do. It turns out it was a little bit of a rocky terrain, too. Not at all. You must have missed my Odell Beckham Jr. catch oh. when Ty threw it up to me. First one. Oh. I didn't even look. Just threw it up. Threw that left hand up there. Got it. Here you go. And the thing was, throwing the balls to you, I mean, you guys were about, what, 30, 35 yards, you and Foxy yeah, over there? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, the, the top of that RV roof, like Nick was just saying, it's a little slanted, so you got to get that wide base. Hey, you threw a couple good balls there. I, I yeah. mean, you had to get the wide base. You couldn't use much legs. So you were throwing really them. giving it the The, the way one is I would kick, Ty would throw to Connor. Connor mm-hmm. would then throw back, or, or to Nick. Nick could catch it, too. Mm-hmm. Connor would then try to huck it back to us. And it was a nice little system, and Foxy was filming from the camera, mm-hmm. uh, and... Z- Hey, hey, Drone Zito came yeah, back. Oh, yeah, Drone Z. Back, baby. <laughs> Drone Zito came back. That thing started beeping like a motherfucker. <laughs> it sounded like it was about to explode when it had, and I'm like, is this thing about to go down? Six more minutes. <laughs> 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 Six more minutes. The funny thing about that, though, I didn't do a home base for it, so that thing would have flown back to Indy. Oh, if that would have got lower? (laughs) It was bounced like 40 seconds, and that thing would have just flown straight south. (laughs) Never seen it again. South, huh? You think it's a huge Right down to Florida. Yeah, right down. (laughs) Right down to Cuba. (laughs) And we're dying west. (laughs) I'm sorry we interrupt this incredible conversation to tell you that. We love that Dollar Shave Club has everything we need to look, feel, and smell our best. What we love even more is the fact that we never have to go to a store. That's because one, DSC, Dollar Shave Club, delivers everything I need right to the door. And two, they keep us fully stocked on what we use so we don't run out. Here's how it works. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready no matter what you're getting ready for. They have you covered from head to toe for your hair, your skin, your face, you name it. They got it. And they have this new program where they automatically keep you stocked up on the products you use. You determine what you want and when you want it, and it shows up right at your door. From once a month to once every six months. That's what I do for my uh, toothpaste. I told you guys about this. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Sam and I use the Dollar Shave Club toothpaste, and it takes us about a month to go ahead and power through ours, tag teaming it together. And you know what they say? Dollar Shave Club is like, hey, you know what? You probably forgot that you were going to need this. You guys might be busy or something. Ding dong. Who's there? What, what's there? 
Oh, fresh new toothpaste. Oh, what for who? Whoa, for me. For who did I did? Me and Dollar. Oh, Dollar Shave Club does that for you. It's a company that thinks for you and cares for you from head to toe. You name it, they got it. So nice though. Right now, they've got a bunch of starter sets you can try for just $5, like their oral care kit. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular price. So what are you waiting for? Get your starter set for just $5 right now at dollarshaveclub.com slash America. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash America. When you were kicking, though, were you judging them off by the wind? Uh, like they were the wind flags? Who, like they were swaying? These guys? Yeah. No, I know it was a little breezy though. It was a little breezy up there, but I mean, it's, it's AFC North team. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. AFC North team, Baltimore. Speaking of, you, maybe you can uh, settle this debate for us. The reason I was upset with Connor earlier, we got into an argument over dinner. Uh, mm-hmm. We mentioned Tyree Kill, and he's oh yeah, maybe allegedly has some issues going on. Right, he was potentially going to get a hundred million dollar contract, something like that, some Damn. insane amount mm-hmm. of money for a wide receiver. And I said, you know, if, if this does turn out to be true and they have to let him go, I think they're almost better off spending that money somewhere else, either on defense or getting a lesser receiver, because you don't need a stud elite wide receiver to win a Super Bowl. Connor, on the other hand, mm-hmm. please go ahead. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I, on the other hand, disagree, but we also have very different meaning of yeah, but Gronkowski. stud receiver. Right. So we talked about how good Mahomes is. And, and Julian offense. Edelman, too. I called Edelman a stud receiver. And I, Gronk, our, though. Gronk, understand yeah. Gronk is stud wide receiver. I mean, sure. that's not. So I said, if you lose Tyreek Hill, okay, you still have Kelsey. You still have a, a legitimate offense. Mahomes is going to get better. Mm-hmm. And you can spend that money, maybe upgrade the defense, or you get another receiver who can play oh, as number one. Well, you're saying Tyreek Hill is not a necessity to the Chiefs? Yes. That's what you're saying. It's a, right? it's a luxury to me. Plus, to spend that much money. Well, Patrick Mahomes is a stud, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Exactly. Young, young quarterbacks have done well without Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, Jared Goff did. Mm-hmm. But then I said, you look at the past, what, 10, maybe 15 almost Super Bowl winners. There's not one real elite, top tier wide receiver on any Man, of this is because you're a Steeler fan, and this is Antonio Brown. That's all this is. This is Antonio Brown. Oh. This is the Antonio Brown hate creeping. Don't need him with the Super Bowl. Don't need him. <laughs> Look, don't. 15 years, we've been Look, you did the research. We did the research. Shit. Went on to Google. And there's no doubt that's part of it, but is it wrong? I, do, I think Gronkowski is a superstar wide receiver. So is Julian Edelman. So the Patriots have won a Super Bowl with a superstar wide receiver. You think receiver. Julian Edelman is a top five wide receiver in the NFL? No, Gronkowski definitely is, though. Yes. I also think Jordy was when the Packers won the Super Bowl. Yeah, we have we had the the Gronkowski's center. top five wide okay, receiver so in the. Right. We were, we yeah, were, but I don't we know were. if Kelsey's Kelsey's incredible. Kelsey's yeah. a very fun good tight end. Gronk, though, is just a different specimen when mm-hmm. Gronk is playing. And it might mm-hmm. be because the system he's in, too, is taking care of him in a very mm-hmm. good way. You got Julian Edelman helping him out a lot. But also, they got a, some super geniuses over there. Not that Andy Reid isn't. Not that Andy Reid isn't. But we can all assume the Belichick will go down as the greatest coach of all time. The way that they operate with Gronk is just another animal. And Tom Brady being a veteran quarterback, think about think about whenever Tom Brady used to just send Gronk out for a one-on-one on the goal line. Like, that wasn't yeah. a play call. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't anything that was just – like, your matchup. Here you go. Like you're not. They're not doing that with Travis Kelsey, right? You could. I don't know why they're not. I, they're not doing. But that's like the benefit that Gronk has is like those types of situations being set up for him to be great. 
Uh, I don't think Travis Kelsey always has those situations. But Gronk is just a different fucking animal, dude. That guy. That's yeah. why I no, think. No, I agree. Also, you're not, though, you're not paying Edelman $100 million. You're right. not paying these. Brady players. either, by the way. Brady isn't getting the max contract he could get because he's already wealthy and he takes a pay cut yeah, later, absolutely. which is hysterical, by the way, every time they say, like, oh, this person's making more money than Tom Brady. It's like. In his entire career, he has, or like just this year in yeah. particular. Yeah. Brady's yeah. doing just fine. I don't mind though, quarterback taking a little bit of a pay cut, not being super greedy, by the way, so you can build up the rest of the team. I thought Luck was potentially going to be that guy because Luck is very much a golly G shucks. Yeah. He got beat up. So I thought they were going to be like, yeah, spend some money on our offensive line so I don't get killed. But I don't even think the NFLPA would let him. And that's the craziest part. I don't think right? the NFLPA would yeah. even let him. Like, I think even if, in, if some quarterback. If some quarterback was just like, hey, this is what I want to do. I don't yeah. want to take the max contract. I want to I want to let the team do that. The NFLPA will be like, you know that. Then you're setting the bar lower for guys behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that conversation does – I'm not 100% sure, but I'm assuming that that conversation definitely would happen. I, it, yeah, it makes sense. Because everybody's about getting all the money you can get. Mm-hmm. Yes, speaking of Russell Wilson, yeah, he, he just said, April 15th, I want to restructure or I'm not coming back. After yeah, he like he, he set a deadline. As yeah, but he said he's 15. not going to miss any practices, right? I think so. So he's talking about after his contract is up. I'm not sure. It, it made it seem as though he wanted to be restructured by April 15th. Also, That's another guy who's won without an elite receiver. Yeah, yeah, but elite there. defense there. But they had to Dang. pay them. That was a rookie quarterback, right? That was the rookie. That was the very first time where. I mean, I've been pushing this narrative for a long time, yeah. but whenever you watch people spend money on the team as opposed to the the main four or five positions that they always spend on. But when you watch people spend money on like the team team and watching them excel, and I'm not saying Russell Wilson is not a great quarterback, but I mean, that team is the reason why they were so fucking good. Just like the Broncos were when Tim Tebow was there. I mean, that team, that defense was insane. And then they had to pick and choose like, okay, we got a quarterback that's already won. So does that mean we have to pay this guy because he's won and it's hard to find a quarterback. And then everybody else doesn't get any money. So then they all get pissed off and leave, mm-hmm. and now they're about to lose him too. So they lost the Legion of Boom, and they're also going to lose Russell Wilson if they don't restructure it. It's like, man, these quarterbacks got these teams by the balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the balls. That was my overarching point, was that if they can get away with replacing Tyreek Hill with a, a, a decent receiver, they can spend that money elsewhere to make that a legitimate team with mm-hmm. a stud quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah, but I think Tyreek Hill is one of those guys now. I mean, as long as he didn't. By the way, if he did anything wrong, let's let's go ahead and punish him for yeah, sure. Right. Get him out, yeah. Let's let the world do right. what it's supposed to do. If you're a bad guy, what happens to bad people? Let's say it all comes to pass and it was a miss or something. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't researched the thing. Let's say he's back in the league, though. He's going to be one of those guys now who's the old vet that travels around, makes money, not huge money because nobody's going to feel obligated to pay him huge money because he's got red flags. So they're just going to get him for a flyer. Just a little bit of this money, a little bit of that money. But he's going to be a wet, highly sought after guy that's just going to get paid not as much as he should get paid if this all comes to pass because of his, because of his fucking resume and his, yeah. his entire no life doubt. story. And it's crazy to think though, that the potentially the, the wide receiver that changes football Tyreek, most explosive wide receiver I've ever seen in my Nobody entire life. Nobody like him. Nobody like him before Never. or ever. Faster yeah. than everybody. Yes. Smaller, too, which he uses to his advantage, just like Darren Sproles. Yeah. And he had a quarterback that could keep up with him. Mm-hmm. And an and offensive coordinator that was just designing things for him to succeed. I mean, it was like the perfect storm. And then this comes, and it's just like, 
massive destruction. Sad. It's well, a sad situation for everybody. Too. I mean, what's starting, that? Starting with Kareem Hunt too. Oh my Chiefs, god! You know, going that to Tyreek Hill now. It's crazy. It's a crazy world. Baltimore's trying to change football. I mean, we're in Baltimore. That I think that town is going to love the ground and pound off. Oh, I'm oh, sure yeah. they will. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're there. Was some bad parts of Baltimore. There's some goods. That Jimmy's famous oh, seafood is oh, incredible. Oh, that place awesome. is awesome. Oh, that was the best. So good. Hey, owner of that place name's John. He's a Greek fella. Took over running that place when he was 20. His little brother was 16 because his dad passed away. Had been open since 76, I believe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Great, great guy. man. He got into a battle with PETA on the internet. I'm not here to jump into any wars. I just want to let you know that I enjoyed the hell out of that crab cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me hey, too. that crab cake was incredible. And you guys ate all the baked goods that they just brought out in front of oh, us. Oh, my Dude, God. Holy shit. Like so five different pieces of cheesecake, yeah. like some chocolate shit. It was incredible. As soon as it got put down in front of me, I looked at him and looked at John, the owner, and told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> and I had to excuse myself from the room while you vultures came in and just literally, you guys had forks in hand and were just tagging them all, looking like you enjoyed them so much. And I'm just waiting for Fat Monday. And I don't know. Hey, John, if you're listening, I would like some of those sent to the office for mm-hmm. Fat Monday. Yep. Yes. yes. Fat Monday. Which is coming up here. Actually, it might be Fat Tuesday. We'll do Fat Tuesday Ooh. after WrestleMania because Monday's going to be a travel day. Mm-hmm. So let's. Mm-hmm. I want to really prepare and get a good night's sleep for Fat Tuesday. It's mm-hmm. coming after Smart. WrestleMania. Yes. I've been on quite a diet. I cracked the other night. I had uh, I had a Reese and peanut M and M, but that was to reset the system. Yeah, recalibrate, reshock the system for this weekend because we all know I'm looking for a jawline because I'm going to be on the WrestleMania pre-show mm-hmm. potentially the first time Vince McMahon sees me on TV. That guy can do a lot of things for your life if you if he likes you or not. <laughs> yes. So I'm trying to get attractive for that. Fat Tuesday coming up though. If you're listening, I would like those same motherfucking baked goods that were shoved in my face the other day when I couldn't eat sent to the office. Fat mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yes. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. How hospitable were they to us? Too, I mean, get, too hospitable, yeah. to be honest. Well, yeah, that cake. I mean, that was that was about enough for me. Full-on tour of the entire operation. It was awesome. The kitchen. We saw the kitchen. We yep. saw the people mm-hmm. that made the baked goods. Uh-huh. Lost for them. We're out of what we did. We did. Yeah. Hey. 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 Bro, we did that in a goddamn Capitol Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Have we talked about that yet? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yes. In, uh, yeah, Tim's team. last episode. Yeah. Hey, not even just the cakes and the desserts. They tried to lure you into the shot. Tim, the campaign manager. There you go. What's they, that? They put temptation right in front of you. I they know. They like, do this. Oh, yeah, he knew what he was, was doing too. Well, like, if I just get him to get one down. Did you hear? Did you read the post he put on Instagram? Mm-hmm. He said uh, the first time he complimented me at Pat McAfee show. Walked in here. He ordered a hundred cherry bombs within thirty seconds of arriving. <laughs> And that was for John Jones' um, victory party that was happening there after he fought in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I was there, I was there with a crew of humans, man. It was me and AQ Shipley were the only Caucasians in there, and I'll tell you what, we had a great time. The Jones family is very nice to us. I mean, they were all, Art Jones went on to be a teammate of mine. They were all very nice to us. And Jimmy's Jimmy's famous seafood place. At first, there was a big question mark, I think, on me and AQ, being the only two white guys in there, and I order 100 cherry bombs as soon as we walk in. Like, literally, as soon as we walk in, right to the bar, oh, welcome to Jimmy's. Oh, hey, thank you for that. That means a lot. It's AQ. My name's Peyton. What we're looking for is 100 shots. Uh, What type? Whatever's easiest for you to make. Uh, the guy just knocked a guy out. So I think we're, <laughs> I think we're, uh, I think, I think we're going to celebrate that here. 
and uh, this would be nice to be liked at this party. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, you got it. And then the bartender had to call over the owner to come help John, and he looked exactly like he looks now, mm-hmm. which is like he's a buff guy mm-hmm. who dresses well, carries himself nicely. And he goes, uh, who are you, man? I'm like, hey, who are you, man? And he said, I'm the owner of this place. I'm like, ah, I'm about to give you a lot of money, I think. He was like, you're the guy that ordered 100 shots. I'm like, that's right. He said, you're all right by me, bud. <laughs> I was like, okay. And ever since that day, that was like years ago now. That's like six years ago, probably, seven wow. years ago. I get, I'm very, I'll get a message from him every once in a while when I do something. I'll send him, like, very friendly from that entire evening. And then whenever he heard I was coming back, he was like, you better be coming That was back. the first time you've been back since that yeah. night? Yeah, that's why he he basically sent me a message. I was like, you better come back in here. I'm like, hey, man, you got it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I get in there, I got a goddamn tower of cold seafood. Yeah. All yeah. the oysters you can eat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Their oysters weren't worth a goddamn. I don't know if that's what like good oysters taste like, but hey, I almost vomited right on sight. Yeah, yeah. But the crab legs, the lobster, oh, yeah. the shrimp, the cocktail sauce, the crab cakes, and I'm assuming all the other food is really good. They had like a so it was. It's an older place, so it has a lot of history. But the chefs, I feel like, are talented chefs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like sure. I feel like there's very talented chefs mm-hmm. in there because those those baked goods came straight off a TV show. Yeah, you they know did. what I mean. And that goddamn, that goddamn crab cake was something else, man. I don't even know. I don't know how many carbs were in there. It was the same day I did the Reese thing. I, I assume more. But uh, hey, hey, Fat Tuesday, I like some of them crab cakes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Just charge me, man. Just put it on the tab. I'll come back. He said he was sending you some, too. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to get involved in a golf outing. He heard I was doing a golf outing. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, we'll send you a bunch of crab cakes. It'll have cooking instructions in it. No big deal. Like, you're the nicest dude on earth. He was people. a very good yeah. guy. Awesome. His mother was awesome too. Oh, big hug from the mother. And oh, we yeah. even FaceTimed with his uh with the granddaughter. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Spoke some Greece, Greek. Oh, yeah. mm. I'll tell you what, I, I feel like people really open up to us. Because <laughs> <laughs> we give them standing ovations every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a hundred cherry shots. I was laying in bed last night and uh that it was a smaller bed, kind of an uncomfortable bed. <laughs> Oh. It uh, there's oh, potentially oh, right. you, Foxy, did you just get that? <laughs> How uh, are the pillows? Terrible pillow. I mean, yeah. It was just a fucking nightmare. But um, <laughs> I was laying in bed just thinking about there were other Congress uh, people's offices to our left and right of Anthony Gonzalez's office. It set up like little hotel rooms in there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't place. know. I didn't know that their offices were like little hotel rooms where you walk in. There's one. Some are better than others. I would assume the. <laughs> I would assume like. The longer you're there, the bigger your hole gets that you have in the mm-hmm. wall there yep. in a tunnel downtown, uh, down under the ground. It's kind of like how catfish operate, by the way. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Noodling. You know when I went, yeah, noodling and fisted a fish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know where the big holes are, so they know that there's going to be a big catfish there. So even if it's not the same catfish that was there a week ago. Might be a different one. There's a big catfish in this hole because as you get older, you grow into bigger holes. Uh, so as long as you have like five, six good holes. Amen. Amen. A lot bigger holes when you get older, Nick. A lot bigger holes. Every single time. You should probably stop paying for it. <laughs> um, some holes in your hair too we talked about we got a lot of optimism for Nick's hair by the way here we go oh, let's yeah. go we'll yeah, talk about that about this. but I think that happens with the Congress people and Anthony's brand new there it's three months for Gonzo in that damn thing so his office kind of smell let's assume there's other rookies around him mm-hmm. 
We we were screaming and clapping in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think the the congressperson next door did? They just be, did they just figure out the healthcare bill or what? <laughs> 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 what bill is <laughs> No, no, no. Just uh, just the sleeveless hoodie guy and the sweatpant guy and the loud guy. Uh, they just clap for the because they won the campaign. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three months ago. <laughs> oh, we're the dumbest. The traveling has been awesome. This mm. morning, I needed my haircut bad from the road. You know, when you're living in a nest like a roadhawk, mm. sometimes your feathers can be disheveled. Oh, yeah. yeah. They get ruffled. They get ruffled. <laughs> right. They do. There it is. They do. The feathers can get ruffled. So this morning, Nick and I went to a barbershop, and we literally, at the hotel we were in, my room was kind of a smaller room. We FaceTimed, and I had to do it from the hallway because the lighting was bad. <laughs> yeah, it looked small. Yeah, it did. Sometimes things can look bigger, you know, but that one, mm. it looked small. It was small. Anyways, so we FaceTimed. I had to go out in the hallway because there wasn't enough light in my room. And I just well, I, I FaceTimed Nick. And I was like, hey, man, you want to get your hair cut? And Nick said, yeah. I was like, me too. I'll meet you down. We agreed on 30 minutes. But then everything started happening with that video. And I had a lot of questions. Asked. So it ended up being like 45, 50 minutes, mm-hmm. which I think Nick expected. I come uh, accustomed to standard pat time. Which is? There you go. At least twenty minutes after. <laughs> if it's work, if it's work related, if it is like a hundred percent work related, I will be there probably early or on, like right on time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But if it is anything else, boy, I'm very relaxed with that schedule. Yeah, and I think you know why it is. I underestimate how comfortable I can get in a, in a, mm. a particular. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we can do that thirty minutes for sure, right? Yeah, and then I sit down and I look, and there's like one question being asked from somebody. And I, like, answer that question, and then, like, I'll FaceTime or talk to Sam for a couple of minutes, and then I'm just kind of, like, relaxing. And by that point, I'd already forgot that we're going to that bar. <laughs> and then I look at my thing, and then I go back to, like, oh, fuck. I look back at what time I FaceTime you. I'm like, that was 22 minutes ago. I was just ready. Hey, man, I haven't even showered yet. So then I got to open my bag, which was tough because the room wasn't big enough for the bag. Right. Because oh, yeah. I had to move the bed, basically. Yeah. To open the bag, you know what I mean? So I open the bag, I get ready, and by that point, it's already 40 minutes, so it's 100% my fault, but it's never on purpose. I want to let you know, it's never on purpose. So we go to this, uh, we type in barbershop in front of the hotel. We go down there, and we there's a, there's a a Tecmo, what was it called? Mecto? There was a, something with that barbershop, and then there was a King's barbershop. Yeah. And we both agreed immediately, we're going to get a royal motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're going to King's. Yep. So we walk down the street, we turn left, we turn right, we turn left, and we go to walk in where it is, and it's up these steps. And then um, an Indian lady who is in a very floral dress with a Bluetooth headphone on, nice. a Bluetooth cell phone mm-hmm. on, she goes, uh, like, haircut to us? And we go, yeah. And she goes, down here, and, like, points down in this other office. So we're like, okay, sounds good. We walk down there. It's a Jamaican man right there, seat one. There's only one row of seats, one row, like five, six um, chairs, five, six chairs, a little tiny little lobby, and then a checkout area. And uh, as soon as we get down there, there's a Jamaican man there. He's cutting somebody's hair in another... Uh, another very African man. And um, I go, you guys take Watkins? They go, yep. We go, cool. We got next. They're both cutting hair and we just go sit down. I looked around and I was wondering to myself, are we the first white people to ever go into that fucking barbershop, you think? <laughs> oh. 
Well, no, because there were pictures of white dudes' haircuts on the wall. I yeah, but that was there was, there was a stock. No, but it was like the option for what fade you want. You know, yeah, like yeah. do you want a medium taper? Do you want this? And it was kind of in the back corner. But when we walked in, that place stopped. I mean, that place everybody stopped in there. I mean, like razors came off mm-hmm. the heads, eyes came lifted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so those posters were more for if white people come in, yeah. that's what they should yeah, look yeah, like. Okay. Yes, yeah. it was very much like that. Okay, okay. I'm glad you said that because we have not talked about this. We have Nick and I, I have not talked. Nick and I have not talked. As soon as we walked in, I got I go, "Do you guys take walk-ins?" He goes like, "Yeah." I go, "Cool, we got next, right?" Just like wide open, like very confident. Then we sit down, I start looking around, and I'm like, "Oh, man." <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely the only white motherfuckers here. <laughs> and we're just sitting there in the there was two of them. It was the Jamaican man who had long dreads, but they were up in like sway. You know how Sway has that hat? Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, sway yeah. hat. He had like a okay. sway hat. And then uh the other guy, he the guy with the hat seemed to be a lot more confident, right? So he was kind of rolling with it. The other guy was very like meticulous, like Bob Ross. Bald he, too. Bald man too. Ooh. Bald man too. So he gets finished up first, and I go to Nick. I'm like, Nick, you got to go with that guy, man. I'm going with that guy in the back, man. I, I got to be on TV. I'm so sorry that you have to be this guinea pig. And he goes, no problem. He stands up and gets down in there, right? That guy Company starts. Company man. Company yeah, guy. Hey, hey, Company hey, hey. We were just talking hey. about how you're a team guy, too. Team guy. Just Look at, about hey, it. you're trying to get back on his good side here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, earlier on the Uber ride here, it's working. Nick, oh. taller than me, decides, you know what? This is an Uber XL. I'll get in the back. Whoa. Oh, he lets me sit up me, there. Pat. No, no, no. It's and everybody knows you're the best in the world at being humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best I know. Best ever. <laughs> yeah. You're the greatest of all time, really, of being humble. So he's getting his haircut. This is all going to come back around, by the way, going to the, um, going to the first one. So that guy finishes. Nick's getting a cut for like five minutes. I'm sitting by myself, and I am looking around, and I'm like, yep. Definitely. I mean, we just the people that are poking their head in. The people are, there is not a single white person even in the radius of the area. And <laughs> There's I'm like, a, a woman sitting next to me getting her haircut that Pat definitely called a dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, okay. that was tough. <laughs> I mean, I could see how you made that mistake though, because she had the hair. She had like a. Uh, it was like an OBJ cut without the dye. Yes. Very popular hairstyle. Okay. Now. Yes. Uh, it she, was. It was OBJ's haircut. That's yeah. exactly what it, it was. Just without the yellow dye on. The and she wasn't looking at me at all. She was looking away the entire time, getting her haircut. I could hear them talking about her going to a junior college, though. I didn't know what sport it was. I thought it was a guy, by the way. So I thought it was like soccer. It was an English accent too. So yeah. some That's guys tough. have like David. Beckham, if you just close your eyes, it, like hype, it's like a little. Voice. It is a little bit high, like the accent. I think I don't, I don't know. It might just be me being wrong. No, you're right. You raise a pitch. Yeah. But also hoodie and sweats too, mm-hmm. like very mm-hmm. much. So I like it. I mean, that is a masculine haircut. I mean, call it what it is. The OBJ haircut is more masculine. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. After thinking about I think it, it, plays both. Ways. Yeah. After I mean, thinking, she wasn't wearing makeup. I mean, it's, a, it's it's an easy mistake to make. I say good luck, ways. man, on her way out because she was talking about transferring to a JUCO. Uh, for and then going D one after that, so like I'm up now. This is already after I've realized that there's no way any other Caucasians have been in here. <laughs> I sit down and uh, the person that was just in there is getting up to leave. Walks by, like daps him up, you know. And I'm like, hey, good luck, man. And uh, the guy, my haircut guy, is like, uh, she is a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is a basketball player. Um, and she's thinking about transferring to a junior college. I was like, oh, yeah, JUCO. JUCO is, I said JUCO. <laughs> JUCO means junior college. That's just, wow. And then it just kind of stopped for like two, three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what do you do? I'm like, it's a rough start. It's a rough start. I'm like, what's your name? And he's like, Devin. And 
It says Devin's Barbershop on the thing that I'm wearing. I'm like, you own this place? He's like, yeah, I heard it for like thir- three years or so. He's like, everybody, all the, it's basically he's the local barber there. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody that lives in that area nice. comes to him. So he told us her whole story. She's going to Texas. She's from Let's England. Go. She's going to a junior college and she's going to Texas. She's a real baller, I guess. Good for her. But I, I definitely made a mistake there. But we talked to him. I started talking to him kind of, I mean, we got along. We started getting moving. The guy's name that was cutting Nick's hair, Unique. No. Yeah, because my guy Devin goes, his name's Unique. And I was like, well, what is it? He was like, it's Unique. I was like, okay. Like, (laughs) I'm excited to hear it, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like waiting for it. And then it clicks. I'm like, is your name Unique? And he was like, yeah, that's what he just said. I was like, well, you can hear how I... Yeah, your name's unique. I thought it was going to be something. That's on me, and I'm just sitting back getting my haircut at this time. It's just such a weird. It's such like I, I man, don't mess, don't make this awkward for these. Yeah, these two guys nice. are trying their best right now. You know what I mean? And Nick, unique, had a little bit of an issue with the right side of Nick's head. On the oh, back boy. side, he goes, he spins Nick's chair and goes to Devin. Goes, what am I supposed to do with this? And Devin, my guy, goes, oh, he's got a dent in his head. Yeah, you got to move it to a one and a half right there. What? And then Devin, my guy, takes his clippers around me over to him, fixes Nick's dent, and then Unique goes, I've never seen that before. And then sitting in my thing, I'm like, it's Unique, it's Unique. Stop. I was like, oh. I couldn't see his face, but I knew he was enjoying himself behind me over there, just giggling. Who, me? Yeah, oh, he had both the barbers over there. Doing, like It looked like he was getting like double teamed by these hey, guys. Unique was new. He was in training, but thank God, Devin. That guy was good. Devin was good, man. This this good. haircut he gave me, he said he could right. he he said I could see what you were trying to do, so I just kind of went with it. I was like, yeah, man, he did a great job. This is an incredible haircut. <laughs> yeah, I, at one point, I offered to fly him to Indy like every other week, <laughs> and Devin was like, I'd love that. He was really cool. He had some lines now. Oh, he really? had he had some lines. He was like, so what do you guys do, or where are you from? He said Indianapolis. He said, what do you do there? I was like. Uh, we just make stuff on the internet, man. Podcasts, videos, stuff like that. And he was like, uh, I bet to a lot of people it didn't make sense. And then it made a lot of dollars and it made a lot of sense. And I was like, Ooh. hey, I'm going to let you know I'm going to write that one down. Seven, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. And he laughed or whatever. He just, he was a good dude. Cool guy. And I feel like they appreciated us. Oh, yeah. They yeah. talked about people like Connor, for example, who come into your space. You know, don't give any room to breathe, soaking up all your essence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Soak up all my essence, which is a great line. He said, like, somebody soaked up all his essence. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write that one down, too, Devin. I'm going to let you know that. I was letting him know. I was like, these things I am going to – I like Devin a lot. So if you're in Brooklyn, I don't know if it's King's Barbershop or Devin's Barbershop, but I do know if you go to King's Barbershop, it's right, right below it, literally to the right below it. He took care of us. It was a good haircut, man. Good haircut. I enjoy how much our office likes haircuts. They're yeah. real. It's it, our office is very picky too. Someone comes out after a haircut, the whole everyone's staring, <laughs> everyone's eyeing them up and down. And there's sometimes where it's like, oh, you're, you got all fucked up up there. You know? And other times, hey. Not bad. Yeah. If you get a not bad, that means it's a well, really good haircut. You get to a point, too. It's like we're on camera all the time. Every like, day. I'm not going for convenience. If some guy fucks up my hair, like I'm going to be pissed in <laughs> three weeks. I am going to get roasted. Yeah, exactly. And I am going to have to look at myself like right. that a lot. Like It's not just in the morning when you brush your teeth and look in the mirror or when you go to the bathroom and look in the mirror. Videos of us are out every day yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's like, man, if I just... You can get it, and I have a weird head. I have a so unique I, head. Alex everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I have a unique head. I got so a dent. Yeah, yeah. Nick, we learned today. Did you know head. that? 
No, I mean, I knew there were some bumps up there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called it a dent. Devin, <laughs> hey, Devin, uh, Nick said, you got any? Okay, I'll say it. So there was this can. It was a spray can, like a hairspray spray or um, spray paint. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. Banksy spray paint can. Uh, and it said Black Magic on it with a panther. Oh, I love that. And I go, oh, what's this Black Magic stuff? Can we spray that on his head to get a thicker hair or whatever? Because they were cutting Nick's hair. Just a shot. It, it was. I didn't know. I had to do it. I mean, I had to let them know that this is all fun and games here. And he goes, uh, he goes, no, I won't use that stuff. That'll make it uh, sheer or something. Shiny. Like Shiny or something. Mm-hmm. And Nick was like, I don't want that. <laughs> and uh, he said, I got some other stuff, though, if we're trying to thicken that up a little bit. And then, obviously... Probably me more than Nick was like, yeah, I want to hear about this. You know, like, what do we got going on? Mm-hmm. And he went into this entire breakdown of Nick and told Nick what? I got, I got two summers left. <laughs> with flow with oh, this hair. Boy. With this oh. hair. If he if does, I, if I don't do anything, if he does nothing, okay. he got two summers left. And that, and I think he didn't follow up with that second summer though. I think it's gonna be. It's going to be a goodbye. It's going to be like a Derek Jeter. It's going to be a cruel summer. Which I yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, I get it. I'd be 35 at that time. It it was a good run. No, that's a good point. Yeah, that's know? exactly what Nick... I think Nick, by the way, Nick calls himself a realist. Some people would describe it as pessimism. He became very optimistic and positive about that two-year prediction by Devin. And Devin seemed like a guy who would not lie to us. I mean, I've seen it coming for a while now. I, I know where my hairline used to be. I know where it is now. I see it getting thick. Yeah, thin, but so. that, that's all right. You know, because if you, if, if you have a tough <laughs> Look at this guy still did, trying to get you back. You know, this is making it worse. This I, I is didn't making mean to, it so much I didn't mean worse. to interrupt you, but if you do, you know, you got hair troubles, you can wear a pub hat or a cuzzy hat. Oh. That's the word, not Pat McAfee show. There are alternatives. I mean, did you see what my haircut looked like in September? I fucking changed my honor. You thought it wasn't coming back after that. So everything. I told you I had been trying to grow it out. And then I made that bet with myself, the internet, however you want to <laughs> yeah. phrase it. Hey, and I lost. The internet will say, oh, is that right? That's what the internet will actually <laughs> yeah. say. Oh, oh, is that right? So I was discouraged. You'll do what? It was like, I want to grow it out for one last run. And then we had to cut it all off. And I was like, you know what? I don't look that terrible if I have to go that short. So I'm fine. Oh, yeah. It was a good look. You're good. You got a good shaped head. Very lucky. Wait, did you give me tips for the two summers? Or you yeah. What is it? Estor oil? Uh, castor oil. Estor oil. Like castor? for the cars? I don't think you put castor oil in cars. Yeah, it's how my, my Kia runs. Yeah, it does. That thing barely motherfucking runs, but it runs, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Castor oil? Yeah, is that car oil? No, you're thinking, are you thinking Castro? You're thinking yes, Castro GTX. Yes, love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. No free ads, though. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that place might suspend this show for you saying you use that in a fucking Kia, to be honest. I don't know I don't know if that's a no free ad situation. I think that's a potential getting suspended from a platform for a company. I mean, motor oil on your head might work, too. I don't know. You know, we never tried it. What is the castor oil? I don't know what it's specifically used for. I've heard of it for years. He it, said it's natural, and it, it's only sole purpose is for you to keep your stuff. Hmm. Hmm. So we're going to give it a shot. You know, We'll uh, try it out. That or McDonald's oil, I heard, works. Are wonders. you just naming different oils? No, we, there was actually a grease? story. Yes. There's uh, a chemical in it that, that grows hair. Uh, it I really just feels this. like you're just naming off oils right now. <laughs> How about this Moroccan oil? Just go ahead and toss oh, that some bitch in there. Olive oil. Think about that one. Oh. Whoa, that's mm. crazy. It's like Easy, bro. Yeah, I was kind of I'm 0.09% Italian. Why don't you fucking take it easy, bro? I think I'm like 0.3. We learned that Zito's part African. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. His father's basically a Sulpwig. Looks just like him. 
besides Yassi <laughs> The way you pronounced that, it sounded like you were saying something very different than a human's name. <laughs> yeah, that is. I learned that we learned that the other day, right? Mm-hmm. That was something that just popped yep. out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just one of those things that I never really talk about that side. Why? Whoa! Whoa! Why is that? Whoa. <laughs> That's what we call a trap. Trap. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you walked uh, right no, in. It's uh, my mother's father. Uh, he is uh, straight from Cuba. And yeah, he is uh, part African or African Cuban. Is that what you said? I don't know. That's a very. Yeah, in- are you an African Cuban American? I don't know. Cuban, yeah. American, yeah. I don't know. Cuban, I don't- African maybe. Hey, know. is there is there right now an African Zit? Twitter account. Oh. Yeah. Has that started up yet? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. If it isn't, give it fucking 25 minutes and we'll get one. <laughs> Heel Zito. Heel Zito has... Hey, by the way, Heel Zito very much... Evil. Dead. dead. What do you mean? <laughs> he hasn't shown up at all. Has anybody uh, seen Heel Zito? Uh, He's oh, scared. Wow. He showed up with Kurt Angle earlier today, but... What happened? Uh, I, I was about to just pedigree Kurt Angle today. <laughs> he was walking, though. I'm going to tell you right now. Kurt is in bad, bad shape. Easy. Fucking Jesus. He's on his goodbye tour. He'll see. He'll see. You don't have I'm your back, baby. You don't have your sunglasses on. The only time he'll see shows up is whenever he, he screams, by God, and then something happens. And then something happens. Oh, no, but we saw him getting food today, and he went to like a private room. And I swear, uh, Ty was there too. He was gonna rip this door off because he couldn't get in. He put his key card up to the thing like forty-five <laughs> times, and it just wouldn't. I was on, I was under an impression. I was like, maybe he's just like expecting someone to throw him through the glass. Like I thought he like. Really oh, you thought this was like a bit? Yeah, like he didn't know how to open it, and he was just like waiting for someone to throw him through the glass. Like that was the only way he could get through. He you thought not... this was potentially being filmed? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He could not figure out how to open that fucking door. It was, it, I mean. That's like when a DoorDash person shows up at the office. Exactly. Yeah. And well, they just come jamming on the door. It was the same thing. So did you go, why did you want a pedigree, Kurt Angle? You want an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. For America. It was, it was Pittsburgh Hill-Z. legend. I can't control Heel Z when he gets in his mood. Yeah, but Heel Z's dead. <laughs> if if Heel Z would have took out Kurt Angle. He'd be alive. I like Road Trip Z a lot. Road With trip the Z. pipe. Yeah. Pipe yeah. Z. Oh. The pipe Z is a, the <laughs> best accessory Z. <laughs> Road Trip Z is a very good one in my head. He comes out of In my head, in my head too, it's really good. Where'd you get that pipe? I actually don't know. It just came with the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a handcrafted pipe. It's like a real life, very nice pipe yep. yeah. that popped out of nowhere. If I am yeah. not mistaken, that thing just showed up out of nowhere when we landed in Harrisburg. That yeah. thing was already there. Yeah, when I woke up and we were driving to. I mean, this has been on the RV forever, but when I woke up and Zito came down the stairs and it was it was in his mouth. I have no idea where he got it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how he introduced it to people, by the way, is just walking into a conversation with it already hanging out of his mouth <laughs> as if we weren't even going to see it. Like it was a very normal thing to show up looking like motherfucking Popeye. Nobody has had a goddamn... What happened? Somebody recognized? Are you... I think you are... With pipe in mouth. <laughs> That's what Zito. Yeah, some guy asked Zito that, and that was his response. Hey, somebody recognize Z. Hey. Hey, Z. Hey. 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 I mean, 
There's a good chance if you see the Zito in public, the first thing you're going to hear from said specimen is, Die! Die! I apologize to Justin for just yelling die in his face. I was very confused. Justin was a pretty vital character in our whole trip. Seriously. Connor left the keys in the lobby of the hotel, and this Justin guy picked it up and just so happened to know exactly who Zito was. Die! Like I said, I'm bad with lobbies. I'm bad with lobbies. I wasn't doing well on that one either. Checks out. Checks out. Um, oh, can we talk about how the RV might be uh, halfway to China by now, bro? <laughs> what we have, what we have learned in this traveling, the nest isn't always welcome. No, no, no. no. rarely is it welcome. But if you think about it, a bird's nest is not really a city thing, anyways. You mm-hmm. know, you don't see a lot of mostly because birds don't choose to flock here. Right? You know True. what I mean? Yeah. There aren't birds flocking other than them just street pigeons. rats. Just yeah, dummies. Mm-hmm. Street Dumb rat pigeons. pigeons. There's no real nest being built. I'm not sure pigeons live in nests. By the way, I think they're like the homeless of the birds. They they kind of just live under bridges. They might come from sewers. sewers. Yeah, yeah. I honestly believe pigeons. I mean, they're probably a very nice bird, but they're the gritty bird. We all understand mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. The nest that the roadhawks travel in is definitely a gritty nest. Yes. But it takes up some space now. We need some real estate. Yeah. And we've learned in Baltimore, D.C., and now Brooklyn, the nest is not always welcome in a lot of places. We got shooed out of a hotel. What was that, D.C.? Oh, yeah. Right yeah. Shooed out of a hotel. Couldn't, barely could check in with the, the RV in front of it. Basically told us that we couldn't even, you could park it on the curb uh, until 7 a.m. That needs to leave. Made me back up before I could even check into the hotel at like, what, 1.32 a.m. Mm-hmm. So now we get to Brooklyn, and we knew it was going to be an issue because you know what? We know the road codes. Oh yeah, we know the Roadhawks. Roadhawks know the road coats, mm-hmm. and by the way, Road Dog checked into the ro- the Roadhawks. He did. Oh, it was huge, that. huge. Oh, yeah? That's from the Dog family of roads. Mm-hmm. Oh, We're right. the Hawk family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Roadhawks and the Road Dogs. They very much get along, which mm-hmm. isn't always normal. But on the road, the road code says, yeah. "Get along." Down the road, we got a long, long way to go. Scared to live, scared to die. We ain't perfect, but we try. Carry on. Buy a boat, drink a beer, sing a song, make a friend. Can we all? Get along. Yeah. Kenny's the best. That's the road code. Oh, Kenny. Turns out those lyrics are probably written by somebody else, but Kenny sings them well. True. Mm-hmm. If Kenny would have wrote them, by the way, we probably would remember them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, when we got to New York, we had a plan. We planned ahead for this time. Yeah, yeah we yes. did. We planned ahead. WWE people were like, hey, we'll call around, try to find a place for you guys to park it because we know it's been an issue. We got accosted by police in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. No, in D.C. We got accosted mm-hmm. by police in D.C. We got accosted by arena security in yes. Baltimore. Some, some heavy names, some big hitters over uh, there. Some arena security <laughs> was smoking their cigs outside, not happy with where the the <laughs> nest was parked. So in New York, we were playing ahead. We even we even called and scheduled a space, right? Yeah, yeah we, we scheduled a space. Not even that. I called a half hour before we were supposed to be there and say, hey, we're going to be a little late. Okay, we're gonna show up a little late, just so you know. Personal conversation with these people. Personal yeah. reservation made. Yeah, a conversation was made. You guys show up with the nest, and what happens? Uh, the guy looked as if he saw a ghost when we pulled the RV into. Oh the no, not that thing. Yes, he, he was like, mm, ha, no. Let me get on the the phone with some of my buddies. 
just start sending him around on a little witch hunt that me and Zed had to do. So at like 1.32 a.m., you guys were just driving around New York City to different open plots of land, getting shooed away with an RV. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. and they all are the same company, too. This isn't different yeah. parking lots. This is the same company. Oh, so they, they, won't, even dis- uh, they yeah. won't even say, like, you're probably not going to want it. They won't even say that. They're like, oh, I'll come check it out. Yep, definitely don't want else. You can tell they hated the other people, and they were like, just go over there. And we went over there, and they'd be like, oh, oh so this is like the Tuttle uh, Senior yes. Tuttle Junior thing. Oh, yes, the first guy oh called, Orange County Choppers. The first guy's name was Malik. Right? Of parking lots. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, my. That's incredible. You had to find Mikey Lot. Yeah. <laughs> the Mikey Lot would have let you in, man. <laughs> Fucking A. But you guys are now in, like, New Jersey. Now the, now the nest yeah, is parked so we in did New one last search. It was a truck stop, basically. Or he was a truck driver, and then he. Yeah, it was a very nice man, a uh, Greek man. Very uh, from Greece, not a Greece man. Yeah, big fan of Greeks now. He, we called him around. I don't know, one thirty-two, yeah. and for some reason, this champion of men was still working. Yeah. So uh, we drove her up there about half half hour away, forty-five away, yep. and uh, yeah, we planted in the middle of a warehouse, and it's for sure gone. It's next to water, and there was shipping containers, and I was like, oh, they just threw that RV on a shipping would, container. <laughs> yeah. Would we think that it being sent away would be a blessing or a curse? Um, someone else's problem now. Uh, That's I, what I'm thinking. I think it would be that and a sign. It'd be like, hey, you guys test this out now. You know what it's like to have a lady hawk. And you know what? Why don't you guys go out, grab a champagne bottle, get yourself your own. You know. Yeah, I think off. it is time. I think I think if this is going to continue this type of thing, we have to, we have to get, we have to get a nice one. We have to find, we have to find a home. We have because because we have found the flaws. We have found the flaws mm-hmm. in the bad one. Very thankful for this particular. Oh, yeah. Great. Course. Yeah, great. But, I mean, we're going to need something that goes above 60 miles an hour yeah. without yeah. the yeah. engine yeah. almost exploding. Nice. Need some juice. We're going to need something that has maybe a little bit more juice in that generator so mm-hmm. we don't have to kind of guess if we're going to potentially not be able to make it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> almost couldn't leave because the extendos didn't have enough power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost couldn't leave a hotel. It was a little bit of it. Probably our fault if we had a guess, but we would like something that is our fault proof, human mm-hmm. error proof. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I think it's been a fun trip thus far. Tomorrow night, NXT TakeOver. I'm on the pre-show. Let's, Let's go. go. Come on. Go. It's go. indoor at the Barclays Center. Nice. Which is, that's good. Then I'm going to have a good time on that pre-show. I really enjoy those NXT TakeOver shows too. The the athleticism that is displayed is next level. It's mm-hmm. a real. It's a show. What you're watching is a show. There's insane shit happening all the time. I can't wait for it. And I've been writing some stuff. I got some gems ready to come out. I mean, I've been preparing a little bit. And that one's a little bit loose, you know. Michael Cole literally tells me to do whatever the hell I want to do. (laughs) So he did just kind of turn me loose. I have to hear something you have to talk about. We have to get through this stuff. We'll have the other hosts kind of drive us through stuff. You just do whatever the the fuck you want. I'm Mm -hmm. like, thank you, Mr. Cole. That's a good time. Then we all know what's coming on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's at MetLife Stadium, a place that... I've played at, I've won there, I've had a good time there. Mm -hmm. A place that will be packed with sports entertainment fans from all over the world to the tune of, I'm assuming, north of 80,000 people will be there. Oh, yes. That is absurd. From all over the world, chanting, screaming. And I will be wearing a tuxedo before the show begins to kick off the show, a part of the kickoff show. On the stage, the entrance stage that everybody comes out of. Basically, one of the first things that people... People are going to be taking pictures of that thing whenever they walk in. You're like, here's the um, here's the entrance. And for some reason, I'm going to be standing on it, I think. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be talking the whole, uh, much at all, but I know that's where I'm going to be parked at. And that's a wild scene. And I had to buy a tux for it. 
I had to buy a tux for it. We all know I went to Macy's, bought a tux for it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be cold. Is that going to, is the decision that I made going to be a regretful one with the tux? Yeah, Possibly. I do run hot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And those lights, too. I mean, yeah, the lights yeah, yeah, will be on. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll probably, I should probably, I, should, I might be hotter than I thought it was yeah, going to yeah, be. Yeah, you, yeah. you might want to take a layer off. It's all in the mind now. Yeah. Now I think about it. And then the watch along happens. We're doing a watch along during the entire th- uh, show. Sponsored by Natural Light, by the way. Let's go. Hey, shout out Natural Light getting in the game. Natter days. Hey, hey, my college was a natty day, a natter day. Watch along is about to be a natter day. Natter watch. It's going to be a natter watch. It's going to be a natter watch. Because it's going to be probably like maybe four or five hours long. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good time though. Yes. And you guys, I think, are gonna be in the room this time. That would that's be awesome. cool, that's which cool. is good. Probably shoot into a corner as if it was the lobby. Of Gary, hey, hey, that's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah but sure. we'll still be able to have a good time. That's yeah. fine. My lady Samantha's here. She's going to her first WrestleMania. She'll be in the crowd. She's real excited for that to go with one of her friends. Sam, you back there? Are you excited for WrestleMania? Yeah. Hmm. Really enthusiastic. Yeah. That was Hill Zeet interviewing <laughs> my fiance. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, yeah, Sam's. I mean, it's just an awesome. This is going to be a good time. It's a great week. Everything just seems to be humming in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for everybody that listens to this show. You guys are the best. Uh, the only reason why we can do any of this is because you choose to listen to the show. So I hope you know that. And I'm very thankful for it. Uh, at the end of this thing, we're going to have an, uh, my conversation with Adam Lefko from Bleach Report. Mm-hmm. I think it was an enjoyable one. Oh, yeah. And aside from that, hashtag Endgang, hashtag Endgame. Go ahead and send us um, favorite screenshot from that WWE. Oh, oh there it is. Screenshot from the Road to WrestleMania with Pat McAfee and friends. Uh, it's on WWE's YouTube. It's mm-hmm. on WWE's Twitter. Uh, I don't know where else. It's on their website. Nick? Can I offer an alternative? Sure. Uh, pictures of what they think your hotel room looks like. You can add that one in there as well, either if or. you would like. Either or, we're co- we got a view. We are literally directly under a bridge that everybody and their mom has said is for sale. This is where they <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, I got a bridge in Brooklyn. I can sell you. That's what they always say. We are right underneath it, basically. Not this one. Not the nice hotel room. The first hotel room. Uh, oh, yes. my hotel room. Yes. The one Fo- that Foxy uh, stole from me. Yes. 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 Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, the dungeon. If you guys get send a picture of uh, my hotel room that uh, was potentially Foxy's, yes, that he potentially hijacked from me because he uses incredible good looks on the front. She was desk. She was. Yeah, she was. She was. Which hey, by the way, listen, you do whatever you need to do, Foxy man. Hey, I shut the windows anyways, man. I didn't need the great view. <laughs> Anyone need? So if you guys could uh, just, I just that's not a bad idea too. Uh, Hashtag Endgame, hashtag Endgame, that, the photo, good idea, Nick. Hey, Nick, also, send us pictures of uh, what you think Nick's hairline is going to look like <laughs> before it disappears. Or the dent on his back of his head. The dent, <laughs> there it is. Maybe maybe send us send us a, a reaction you thought, Unique's reaction. Yeah. Whenever he encountered <laughs> that Unique was his barber, send us what you thought Unique's reaction was when he discovered that Nick had an actual dent on his head and didn't know what to do. That is good. And also your favorite screenshot uh, from the Road to WrestleMania with Pat McAfee and friends on WZ. You hit that trifecta and it's a good one. Oh. We'll give away we'll give away some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, can't wait to gift the bracket winner. Yeah. Something oh, awesome, which awesome. is still happening. Uh, Michigan State, I think, is the team I'm pulling for. Me too, man. What, you know what I said with Dan Dockage? Big Ten hasn't won it since 2000. Something's got to give him, all right? Mm-hmm. That team seems to be a humming and <laughs> no Zion Williams and nobody's going to watch. Can I also send a gift to the last, last place? Like completely last place? Yeah, absolutely. We can give a Zito prize for dead last. Can't wait. I like we'll ca- socks we'll call it. <laughs> uh, we'll call it six thousand nine hundred ninety ninth runner up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Zito's six thousand nine hundred ninety ninth runner up. Can't wait. Award. Oh, it's not me choosing them. Find out who it is. Yep. Yeah. Maybe it's in the bottom five, and you pick your favorite of the bottom Ooh, five with their name from the names. I like that. There it is. Congratulations! Out of the worst five, you had the best name from Zito. <laughs> from judging Zito. Yep. Judgment. Judge Z. Judge Z. Judge Z. With the white hat, the head. Yeah, Judge Z. There's another Twitter account. <laughs> oh, I gotta buy a gavel now. I'm sure you already have one. <laughs> Check your suitcase when you're your uh, briefcase when you get back. Zito, yeah, it probably is in his high school briefcase. Yes, I <laughs> got it for a fucking die project. I was a die Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Dummy Z, man. I will say this trip has been very, very fun. It has. It has been. It's been, been really, it's really been fun. Unbelievable. I, it's a, I don't, can't explain how fun it is. We've been wor- like we've been getting a lot of shit done too. That's For been sure. the interesting part of it. Yeah, you got like five days left too. Five days left. <laughs> 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 halfway done. I don't want to be the realist in the situation, <laughs> says Ty. We still got some time. I got to get up this morning, by the way. Yeah. Here we oh, go. Yeah. Here we go. If you're listening to this early in the morning, go ahead and turn on ESPN. I'll be on there with Greeny. Talking about some football stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. That'll be a good time. All right. Other than that, this conversation with Lefko is also a blast. Um, send him a tweet, too, if you'd like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't say about Connor vandalizing. Yeah, Connor vandalized the studio bleacher report. Mm, allegedly. No, he caught you. <laughs> did you see his – he put an IG story up. Oh, did nice. oh, I didn't see it. Let me show it. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> That's no, old. no, he caught you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. The show with Pat McAfee. Oh, the fro is nice. And I had the boys in the studio. And look what they left me. Clever. <laughs> leaving it up. Leaving it up. Yes, he's leaving it up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Hey, great guy. Lefko was a good dude, he man. Was. Connor's like Banksy with these goddamn fucking uh, stickers, dude. Yeah, tagging them everywhere. Next level. We we showed up at Bleacher Report, and he just flashed out of his pocket the three stickers he had, and I was like, "Oh, fucking Banksy, Connor's here. <laughs> Let's go." It's a uh, it's a hysterical thing. We got a sticker set, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, at store.pat Connor finds a lot of pride and takes a lot of pride in putting things in there and not getting caught. That's oh, yeah. a, it's a beautiful thing. Shout out to Lefko. Here's my conversation with him. I think you're going to enjoy it. Aside from that, cheers, man. Heartland Radio 2.0 is manana. You're going to enjoy it. NXT TakeOver pre-show, WrestleMania pre-show, then watch along. It's a lot of me on a microphone, but I promise I'm going to deliver. I think I will. And if not, hey, a lot of options for other shit to watch. <laughs> it's Adam Lefko. This conversation with Lefko is a left. You know, 
can't put electric in there with Lefko. <laughs> I was going to say electric and add the Lefko name in there, but you caught my brain catching myself slipping right there. Wow. Don't catch me slipping up. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> this is America. And what's coming to America very soon is legalization of sports gambling everywhere. Sports gambling has been something that millions and millions of people have been doing for a long, long time. And now there is more information that you can access than ever in the history of sports gambling. Sports gambling is something that you do on the side that's fun, that can make you some extra cash. And the way you can win by doing this, instead of losing and being a dummy and feeling bad about yourself, the way you can win at gambling is by getting more information, more intel, feeling good about your bets, confident with your bets. And there's one place that accrues all the information you could possibly need to make a decision on who you're going to bet with. Are these points going to go over? Are they going to go under? Is this player going to get hot? Is this team potentially going to get cold? How about on the road in Canada? You want to know where all the big money's going? Hey, these people that have been gambling for years and years and years successfully, the sharp money, you want to know where that money's going? There's one place for it, and that's the Action Network. The Action Network tracks all the information you need to become a better investor in yourself in sports gambling. Nick, you love reading about it over there with the hockey bets. Do it all the time. I need to know where that short money's going. How are how, how is the NHL? Is it doing good? The NHL is beautiful right now. Playoffs are about to start. We're about three, four days away. Let's go, baby. And that's hockey talk. Wow. Yeah, they got they they got all the information for hockey talk. They get all the information for college basketball. Maybe how Tom Izzo is going to do. Ooh. Maybe in these situations, how has his teams responded? Action Network just has article after article with information after information with trends and trends, so that whenever you're investing your hard earned money in a team to perform, you know why you're doing so, and you win a little bit more. Action Network is the greatest app for all sports games. Gamblers and all degenerates. And I tell you what, guys in the office use it. I use it. And you can track our bets and see how we're doing. So you can maybe be like, hey, hey, Nick, pretty good at them hockey bets. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen to that talkie talk, a new podcast with Nick, AQ, Jeff Gorman. But I can go on the Action Network and just see how he did. I can just see how what Nick bet on. Bang. You can match him or you can mock him. Say yep. he does yep. bad, you can mock him. The Action Network tracks everything and it gives you all the great information. Right now, if you download the Get Action app with forward slash Pat, you get all the information you could possibly need. See our records for today, last seven days, 30 days, all time, and by any sport. Diggs is on there, Foxy's on there, Connor's on there, Nick's on there, I'm on there. Track our bets and let's have a good time with it. Get information, have a blast, and join our team. Getaction.app forward slash Pat. And remember that the slash that is leaning forward, it looks like it's leaning forward, is the forward slash. And if the slash appears as if it's leaning back, like Fat Joe, Mm, lean back. That's a backslash. This is a forward slash getaction.app forward slash Pat. All right. So I have six things for you that I find fun. I don't like to lead the show when someone cools on. I just want you to tell us where we're going. Oh, so Mr. Reiko. So I got one, two, three, four, five, and six. They're all different topics and different things. Don't try and look through. Just How many one. are we doing? There's literally six there. Oh, just we'll start with one then. Okay. Number one. I'll let you read it. I don't remember what I put in there. Um. <clears throat> Yes. Tom Dempsey's foot. Okay. I have been amazed All right. about Tom Dempsey 
for my entire life. All right. For people that do not know, Tom Dempsey <laughs> was a kicker that had, for a long time, the longest kick in the history of the NFL, 63, 63 yards. It was later passed by Matt Prater, tied a few times, David Akers, Jason Elam, I yep. think, had it. He was born with no fingers on one hand and no toes on the other. And I have always been amazed at this swinging club. And I just want to know from your perspective, like, why is this not talked about more? Like, this thing is crazy. Well, it's because he's a kicker or a punter, man. That's just the way it goes. I mean, you big wigs at these big networks just quarterbacks ref- only. That's it. I mean, Sims is just Sims goes wherever he wants, and he was what a fourth string quarterback for a while. <laughs> I mean, that's because he was a quarterback. I mean, it's Tom Dempsey is an OG in the uh, for the brand, you know, OG super for, the, for brand. the brand. It's one of those things where you see those videos on the internet where a kid's got one arm or something, but he's a pitcher in baseball because his entire life he was told that he can't do it. Yeah, I'm assuming Tom Dempsey was said told like, okay, here's the deal: you can't do anything with your. Have you looked at pictures of it? Oh, yeah, with the boot. He had the boot, too. Dude. They made him a special boot that some people would argue that there was potentially a little... Uh, unfair. A little home cooking so in the front of it. So here's what Tom Dempsey replied when people said it was unfair. Unfair, eh? How about you... Tr- and I guess he's Canadian. How about you try <laughs> kicking a 63-yard field goal to win it with two seconds left, and you're wearing a square shoe? Oh, yeah, and you don't have toes. The amount... Of, like, that's that's what he responded to. Now, sports science looked into it and found that the, the shoe had no advantage that it actually might be a disadvantage because it's just a flat surface. Oh, yeah, that sports science guy is always spot on. Jen Brinkus, sports science. He's, he compared Dwight Freeney's spin move to that of a figure skater, an Olympic figure skater. And Dwight Freeney's a guy you don't, like, make fun of a lot, you know? But we're all looking forward to Dwight Freeney's sports science, right? Yeah. It was a night. It came out on a Saturday night, so Sunday morning was, like, breakfast before a game. And everyone, we were all like, yo, Freeney's sports science coming out tonight, coming out tonight. It's going to be a freaky spin move. And then the next morning, like, the way that guy described uh, the dominance of Dwight Freeney was just, like, some of the most ridiculous metaphors of all time. And Freeney the next morning. Gallivanting around the field. Like a... Olympic figure skater or something like that. Ballerinas and figure yeah. skaters. So the next morning, I, I, like we all walked in, and I was a little bit too young, so I couldn't really just start talking. But all Freedy was like was like, "Don't even want to talk about it. Don't even want to talk about it. Like, let's just guys, let's just move on from the sports science thing." Uh, so I'm not the biggest fan of that guy, but yeah, I don't. To kick a ball 63 yards, you have to have some real explosion. Like that's real work. That not everybody can do that. And I didn't know this. In 77, they started the Tom Dempsey rule that if you have something wrong with your foot, it still has to be shaped like a, sh- a foot. So you ca- we can't even do the boot anymore. What if they would have put a plow... Right. Like a plow right there on the front, like it's in the front he, of a truck. Instead of Vinatieri picking up the snow, he's just plowing <laughs> out the fucking snow. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Dempsey fan. I was gonna, I'm just curious from like the kicking, you know the physics, not having toes seems crazy to me. I'm not sure how much the toes help. I, you, they tell you to point your toes, so I guess that is a, a massive part of it. But the, the opposable thumb, right, is pretty massive for the human. So I'd right. assume that the big toe also does some work in the kicking world. Nice. Shout out Tom Dempsey, though, overcoming some adversity to become a G. All the time. Which number are we going with next? Four, Vinatieri, all-time leading scorer. You love that man I, so much. I mean, I held his balls a long time. He's a good dude. He's Italian, so that's kind of against him. But Did you guys ever have a fight? We got into it one time. He compared me to Vanderjack, to a, a special teams coach. And uh, it was like in warm-ups. He was like, uh, he's got a little Vanderjack in him. Then right in front of me, I looked at him. I was like, don't you ever, don't you, hey, 
Don't you ever do that again. What is wrong with Vanderjeck? Because he's, he's by the his... idiot kicker from Peyton Manning. I don't know. He was at West Virginia, though, oh, before me. Went... I didn't know that. He was at West Virginia before me. He was at the Colts before me. And I know that it ended bad with the Colts, but even at West Virginia, I've never heard like a, a positive story about. It. Like, there's no, there's not I a mean, lot. I mean, for of... Peyton to go on national TV and go, he's an idiot that kicker liquored that got up. liquored up. Yeah, like Peyton never puts that shit out there. Like no, that. and it was tough because I got a, a, a an into- public intoxication. So obviously, because <laughs> I went to West Virginia and I was a person who kicked balls. Are you secretly Vanderjack? No, I. Are I, you the titty boy turned into two chains? Hey, did listen. you just give your? Are you Vanderjack <laughs> with a new name? Vanderjack did a lot of good things with footballs, but from what I've heard, his teammates never liked him, and that was a huge wow. part for me. It was a huge thing for yeah, me. I would imagine I, people like you. Teammates, coaches, or pretend to. Well, yeah. I don't, All right. I don't care. Hey, I don't care how they like me. I don't know. I keep not. wanting to open this. You open it. Okay. Plan Jim Irsay's 60th birthday party. Let's make it to there, Jim. June 13th is his 60th birthday. You know this man well. Yeah. If, if he said, and you could do it in his voice, yeah. Pat, I want you to plan my birthday, yeah. what are we doing? Brother, this is what we need. We need some good music. Maybe you call Mellencamp up from Bloomington, have him do a set. I'll bring my guitar. I'm like, all right, Jim, I like that. We'll, bring, we'll get Mellencamp up there. He's just, you know. Born and raised in a small town or whatever he was. I yeah. like Mellon Camp. Uh, what else would you like, Jim? Well, we got to do something big. 60's a long time. Six decades, bro. That's great. Rock and roll, bro. Maybe we get McCartney to play with guitar right-handed. <laughs> right? Who would have thought I'd made it to 60? Who would have thought Paul would play right-handed? Have you ever heard the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney isn't Paul McCartney? It's another guy because Paul McCartney died like 30 years ago? I haven't heard that, Jim. Well, you should think about it. That would be a good party. Then let's bring the horseshoe out there and the little the motorcycle trike thing that comes out before the game. I love that guy. You got it, Jim. Anything else? Maybe a couple golfers? I love golf. Let's golf, maybe. Let's do it, Jim. Let's have a happy birthday. You want to sing it? You want us to sing happy birthday or blow your candles out for you? Blow the candles out. I don't want a fire. Maybe we just jump in the cake or jump out of the cake. <laughs> Maybe we have Peyton Manning jump out of the cake. That's what we'll do. Yeah, we build him a statue. It's the least he could fucking do, brothers. Jump out of a cake. Anything else? <laughs> no, that'd be good. Just a run on. Oh, that was good. You spent a lot of time with this man. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Not really. I don't think a lot of people have spent a lot of time with Jim Irsay. Really? To be have honest, you party with Jim Irsay? No, I, like, I'm past Jim Irsay's party time. Right? I wasn't sure though if he still parties but doesn't get down. So he doesn't. I know he he, he doesn't drink. Like a lot of people. Of course. A lot of people. Anytime he does anything, anything at all, like the internet, obviously is a woke society filled with savages. So anytime Jim Mercy does anything, I owe a lot to Jim Mercy. Everything almost. I, I, I actually do owe everything, everything. to Jim Mercy's <laughs> bank. But um, he's he's got a heart of gold, man. But his brain, once it gets going, and he's got to, about to have 60 years worth of incredible stories. To Jim, he needs to, like... A Jim Irsay podcast where it's one oh, story every oh, podcast. God, dude. He does like those press things every once in a while. There'll be like four media people like come into his office. It's one question. He's like, Andrew Luck, man, he went over to Europe, got that thing stretched out. And well, that's what, when he called Quentin Nelson, he's like, hey, Quentin, what's up, man? And then like <laughs> the next three minutes are, Quentin, I saw Anthony Munoz, and I got to tell you about Munoz. And like Quentin, and I asked Quentin, he's like, I'm only on the phone, I'm just listening. But it's like, did Quentin talk to you? That's but, crazy. Yeah. 
Quentin's my guy. I quit him. He threatened to fight me, basically. He looked like he was like, he Well, was the thing you me. can't do with Quentin Nelson is give him all the credit. He's a fucking offensive lineman. They do not want the credit because they don't want to walk in there and look at Costanzo and go, hey, man. Yeah, but Costanzo, a- I'm friends with Costanzo. Well, I guess we get along. Costanzo, yeah. and I get, he went to Boston College. Yeah. He's like a brainiac. So as much as Anthony Costanzo and I can be friends, I feel like we get along pretty well. Right. Quentin Nelson has helped Anthony Costanzo out a lot, too, so I don't right. think there's any... But like, I think Quentin doesn't want anyone to go to him and go, you're the reason yeah. the offensive line's better. Well, it, he's, he's an offensive lineman. He's like, we're a team. I respect That's that. why I love Quentin. I respect it a Yeah, lot. he's the ultimate like wingman. He's an incredible football player, too. <sighs> incredible football player. Party with one kicker. Yes, and there's three names on there. Seabass, Matt Prater, Jeff Reed. Okay. Seabass, I feel like, is the, the mystery guy... In all the NFL, I feel like everybody wants to know Seabass stories. Matt Prater, I've heard, gets lit. He does it. Lit. I've heard the same stories, probably. Jeff Reed, I've only seen the pictures of him with Pittsburgh with just Google Jeff Reed <laughs> and his blonde ass <laughs> hair with no shirt on at a party. He had the Pauly D blowout way before oh, Pauly D. You're uh, right. Yeah, he did. Jim Tan Reed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you have you partied with any of those guys already? I've partied with Jeff Reed. I was in college. What, was he in the same college as you? No, he's Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh, so I wow. Went, he talked shit on me. Actually, he didn't know I was in the group. He talked shit on me. Like one of my friends is like, "Oh, what do you think of Pat McAfee?" This is while we were like probably ten beers deep at this point. He's like, "Oh, he, he he's he's too much of a wild card. I don't think he'll make it." I was like sitting right next to him, so I was like chugging a beer with him. I'm like, "Yeah, you got it." I mean, we had become friends after that. Yeah. yeah. But my initial time partying with oh, Jeffrey, he literally talked shit on me. Yeah. Yeah. He also beat up a uh, paper towel dispenser near my hometown. Uh, whenever he was in the league, he got a public intoxication for beating up a towel dispenser at a gas station. I mean, wow. yeah, he he won hard. Jeffrey won hard. He was hard. He's always been nice to me too, except for that first time. Except for that one time when he didn't know I was there. So I I don't have any qualms with him. It wouldn't be Jeff Reed. Matt Prater has some legendary stories, and he gifted me with that moment on that Packers Lions game where he threw a touchdown, which I absolutely love. And then you got to go on an epic rant. Where the brain was just spitting oh. shit. Oh. The words were falling out. Oh. Fox executives were like, I've never cared about this before in my life. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Fox, you would think they would have done that. I would have got a job opportunity maybe yeah. after that, but I didn't. The um yeah, and then we went we trended number one on Twitter for like three hours. It was the yeah, 30, no big deal. thirty two nothing. Just took over all the NFL action with a meaningless week, week 17, seventeen game. Yeah. Thirty two nothing game. Aaron Rodgers was hurt on literally the second play where yeah. I had Aaron Rodgers, by the way, I had Aaron Rodgers lines in commentary. Ready to roll. You were for that. So ready to go. Oh man, I was I was we were discount double checking all over that goddamn <laughs> thing. And then second play of the game, he gets hurt. Uh so I love Matt Prater. What I, are the best Matt Prater stories you've heard that are not gonna get him in trouble? I mean, I think we just all know this story. I, there's no reason for me to tell any of those. Damn. But I appreciate Matt Prater. I wouldn't want to ruin that moment we had by yeah. the party moment. I'm going with Sebastian Janikowski, strictly because the Polish canon, I've heard legendary tales. There there's people out in Hollywood. I haven't heard any good ones. You go out to TMZ, like the TMZ, there's been numerous actresses and actors who've been asked, like, who's the person that's been most wild in your entire life? And they've partied with like Motley Crue and all these people. People and they're like, Sebastian Janikowski is a lunatic of what? Yeah, well, that was back before uh, Twitter or anything. So him and Shane Leckler were roommates. Your guy Shane Leckler. Shane Leckler, 
Congrats to the GOAT, by the way. He should go in the Hall of Fame. If he doesn't, the people that are voting for it don't understand football. But he, um, I've heard legendary stories of them having parties and just having, like, it looking like the beaches of Normandy, like, the day after where they have to, like, get to practice where they're walking over humans they've never met before. That's awesome. Just having a good time. Sleeping on their couch, wearing, like, an outfit, just like a flamingo. In Oakland, too. Like, just, like, insane. And he's really good. So it's, like, anybody that can do that and do that, I, like, my moment that I realized I was a Janikowski fan was after I was arrested mm. and I was in the substance of abuse policy uh, program, which means you get tested eight times a month. And I got tested eight times a month for 27 months. Okay. Holy crap. Yeah. The NFL substance of no abuse policy program. Wow. None. I had to go completely clean. If they saw a picture of me drinking, it was an automatic $15,000 fine. I mean, they wow. came down on me hard, mostly because I called the head doctor of that like I questioned his doctorship whenever he told me I'd do it for 24 months after a three-month trial, so it was 27 months altogether. Wow. He was like, we've decided to move you to phase two. I was like, I didn't know anything wrong in phase one, though. Why am I moving phase two? He's like, well, just reading your report, I believed uh, 24 more months of this will be good. Yeah. And I was like, what type of doctor are you anyways? And he was like, I'm a psychologist. I was like, is that even a real doctor? And then I got punished for 27 months or 24 it's months. It's like yelling back at a judge. Yeah, exactly. Two life sentences. Oh, yeah, great hammer. You got a week, you know, boom, three life sentences. That's yeah. exactly exactly what happened. So, That's unbelievable. Awesome. NFL, I feel like they want you to get in the program. Well, once you get in, they never want you to get out. They make yes. it very difficult to get out. I got out, by the way, succeeded. Hey, look at me, man. Look at me. Graduate. I'm a graduate of the Fucking escape the rock. I smoked some spice there for a couple months early, and that was a bad time. But, I mean, I got through it. And here yeah, I am. proud of you. Uh, so we played the Oakland Raiders in Oakland when Janikowski was there and Leckler was there in warm-ups. And this was after I got in trouble, so I was in the program, you know. So Janikowski comes up to me and goes, what's good, man? You know, because he's got, like, an accent. I'm like, hey, man, you're a legend. Well, he, he's like, I love you. You took heat off me, you know. Everybody thinks I'm drunk kicker or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, this program is a nightmare, dude. I got to – every time I leave Indiana, I got to call, give them an address I'm going to be at, two phone numbers to reach me. It was wow. like you have a PO so yeah. that they could test me or whatever. He's like, oh, go on cruise. What they do, land on boat? I was like <laughs> – Oh my God. He's like, Yeah, I did it two years too. Go on cruise. I see you there. I'm like, You are a hero here. He's like, I got you. Shakes my hand, walks away. And I'm like, Janikowski wow. just got me out of the worst time of my life. Wow. Did you do a cruise? Yeah, a couple of them. I was I went over to you Mor- all of a sudden you loved cruise. Oh my god, I was cruising all over the place. I was in Morocco That's at the one way point. To beat the system. Yeah, he's like, What are they gonna you do? Land on do boat? The Pat McAfee. NFL booze cruise only apply only applicable to guys that are on the program. There's a lot of guys in that program too. I mean, is we, that why Gronk had a cruise? I, he only rented half the boat, so I think if we hindsight fifty fifty, like Cam Newton says, for that Gronk cruise, we'll probably get the entire boat, not just half the boat. Yeah, I heard that was an electric time, though. I don't think Gronk's ever failed any tests. I only got in because I got arrested for a drug or alcohol related charge. Mm. But Janikowski's definitely legend. the guy, the legend, dude. Go on cruise. What they do? Land on boat. <laughs> are you are dying. to be as big as he was last year and to still be doing it like what is it like from someone that had to like you know dedicate to the craft and you see this guy no I, it's just natural my weight my weight fluctuation was pretty crazy too I, yeah but it wasn't to the point where like the entire internet was like take this picture and make jokes about it well i mean it's not like 4K cameras have done anybody any favors. You know what I mean? Like we used to wear all white Spanx basically at the Colts. That was basically our. Oh yeah. It was You're all white. Anything? No. So I used to just have to go on these ridiculous crash diets. Like give me all of the meth or whatever you guys have that I can get this out of me. <laughs> it was um, what was that stuff that was killing people? It was uh, a supplement that used um, I forget the name of it. Anthrax. 
That definitely was killing people. I don't yeah. think it was a supplement, though, a workout supplement. There was some supplement I would take. Oh, it. like hydroxy. There it was. It was a hydroxy cut. The I OG. College, and my hand started shaking. Yeah. And I was like, and I got to get off this. The OG hydroxy cut I used to go into like a 14 day date with before every single training camp because I would have to lose like 15, 20 pounds. But... God, you must have been insufferable. Just like. Oh, I would lock myself. It was like I would yeah. go into my own little cave because yeah. I'm like, yo, Speed. you guys know the deal. I got to lose like 15, 20 pounds. But I used to think that the more weight you had, the further the ball would go you know like big ball you don't see any home run hitters they're small eating that burp for me yeah it was a hiccup situation i just had i had a tea from downstairs it was interesting situation howard schultz put it together two or three which Uh, one are we go go three three i think you literally saved my favorite one for last i knew it was coming i knew it was three welcome to monday night football Ooh, this was actually my favorite one you uh, just said I, two was the favorite. Yeah, one. I didn't know which one. I just I wrote numbers on them. I didn't look. Vitamins. Damn. All right. So, uh, I believe that we have something special in this room right now, and what it is. So Nick, I'm gonna need the music. Is a possible Monday Night Football crew. You and I. Let's go. And I'm ready to go at any time. Me too. Here's the scene. Monday Night Football. We're gonna be in Green Bay. Let's it's go. gonna be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Kansas City, Green Bay, both are 15 and 0. Oh, let's go. Because if we're going to send our tape for Monday Night Football, yeah. let's show that we can handle the big moment. Yeah, it's both all going I do. for the perfect record. Big moments is all we handle. You let me bring us in, and then I'll toss it to you, and let's just do the fucking show. You got it. Hey. Okay. Hey, welcome to the big time, bub. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, the snow won't stop falling at Lambeau. Two MVPs, two undefeated teams, one perfect record on the line. All tonight, game of the year, only on Monday Night Football. Welcome inside, as always. I'm Adam Lefko, joined by my perfect partner, Pat McAfee. Pat, it's a special, special night at hand. What do we have to look forward to? Well, Patty Mahomes got a huge arm and an explosive offense. Andy Reid's looking to blast through the wall like the Kool-Aid man here at Green Bay. Lambeau is a place with legendary moments. You think back to Steve Sable and NFL films uh. and the frozen tundra, and nothing could be as exclusive and as elite as Monday Night Football has tonight. Aaron Rodgers looks to put a cap on his legacy uh. and take down the young gun Patrick Mahomes and have an undefeated season. Nothing since the 72 Dolphins are the Packers going to make a run we'll find out right here in lambeau green bay wisconsin it's gonna be an amazing game tonight chiefs packers let's go down to our sideline reporter ed helms who's gonna check in with the coaching staff that a boy ed perfect (laughs) how'd it feel it felt good man it felt good isn't this job fucking nuts the internet or commentating all on football? of it, all of it. Everything's. Stupid. I like that you turn into like a 1940s reporter when you do your TV voice. Yeah, man. You're, it's a little bit Howard Cosell, but it's also like, man, see, the reporters are out for the the dog bit the man. I love it. And I just got to bring some juice. Now, obviously, the people making those. I don't know why Ed Helms was our sideline reporter. I couldn't think of an actual sideline reporter. I don't know who Ed is, but I know he's. He's the guy crush from it. the Office. Oh. What do tigers dream yes, of? Exactly. When they take That's a our little tigers, that, that would crush. So we'll pitch this to Monday Night Football. You, me, Ed Helms on sideline. I mean, it'll be a little juice. The dummies making the decision haven't pulled the trigger. I mean, I sent out two tweets to my people. We trended for ten hours about it. I haven't gotten a call. I mean, I know. I tried to get Nate Burleson on there. He said he'd be down. So if it was you, me, and Nate, 
I think that'd be a pretty fucking tight group. I'm a big fan of toe drag swag, Nate Burleson. I, I think he's he brings re- the heat, man. He busts his ass. I respect anybody that I go. Oh, he's working, working. Yeah, you know what I mean. A lot of people just get handed stuff. A lot Fuck of people just shit. get handed stuff. But that ain't us. No, not us, dude. That ain't us. Nope. Hey. We're ready to get our ass out there and yes. find that fucking dog. I think what we should do, I think what we should do is just set up booths outside of where the Monday night football game is. And if you want to watch a live with the game with us, we'll just mute it. We'll do the ceremonial muting of the game and we'll just do a live event of yeah. us calling the game. But I would like the ability to get the the day before interviews. Cuz a lot of my stuff came from the day oh, before. Oh, what was that experience like for you? Because to be in there, and it's usually like this stuffy room with producers, Mm. and you sit there and they go, what's been the issue on third down, Chuck? So as soon as as we went to, we did Green Bay first, and as soon as Aaron Rodgers opened the door and saw me sitting in there, he looked at me and just started laughing. Stop. That's fucking great. Joe Philbin and I got a massage in the same room together in London (laughs) whenever he was coaching for the Colts, and he's a big (laughs) fan. So he was interim head coach, so when he came in, he just saw me and started laughing, you know, and he sat down. That's amazing that people have that reaction. Well, Matt Matt Patricia, same thing. So Matt Patricia, Matthew Stafford. By the way, T's and P's up for uh, Kelly Stafford and Matt Stafford. Yes, 100%. She's about to go through some stuff. Stafford was very nice to me. Everybody just started laughing. As soon as I walked in there, I as soon as they walked in there, I feel like the mood was heightened because I was in there. I feel like it was. I don't want to say. What were your it, questions? I just wanted to. Uh, were I mean, they real or yeah, like? When I interview, I go. I, I want to learn some stuff. I'm pretty intrigued by people. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's. This goes back to the daddy cigars. You know, I, I get pretty. I like to know why the greats are great. Right, so that's something I very much enjoy. Sure. I like documentaries, so I asked some real questions. I got some real intel out of it, but also some other stuff. You know, is I, it hard not saying all of the intel? Because you're supposed to keep it private. Hey, and man. I talk too much shit. Uh, well, we went from Green Bay over to Detroit, and then I got a bunch of stuff here. Right. And, like, in my head. Yeah, Green Bay's like, we really want to attack. We think they're really weak in the middle of their D-line. And then the Detroit's like, we think they're going to attack the edge. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, hey, uh. Aaron, uh, just a heads up, a little bit different scheme coming at you than you thought. Uh, no, it was, I tried to, for me, it was so cool because I was back in an NFL building, you know? Like, we went to the the walkthrough, which Green Bay runs an entire practice the day before a game, which I've never seen before. It was kind of interesting. Get to t- see the field again, and I had a lot of friends that were on the Packers, so it was nice to be back in there. Yeah. But I respected the profession. I had no idea, though, that those meetings really happened to the extent that they happened because I was never interviewed. So it wasn't <laughs> like, I didn't know how those were. They didn't need punter intel? Yeah, well, they should have. Maybe they learned a little bit more about the game. But, like, the um, I didn't know how those meetings were supposed to go. So it was just like, all right, I'm going to run with this here. Let's see. Could you tell? it was weird between Aaron and McCarthy did that come McCarthy up McCarthy wasn't there remember Phil yeah but I just wasn't sure if there was a resi- it did come up residue oh it did come up because like I know Ty Dunn has an article that's coming out today that really dives into and so check it out on Bleacher Report like how bad it got and I don't think either party's like clean well like, McCarthy so McCarthy is on a PR run right now right he was doing yes. interviews this morning yes. he was saying a lot of things but I think anytime you got two people together for 10 years, I mean, that's a relationship. That's still a human relationship. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about egos and a lot of success and a lot of money and a lot of attention. There's obviously a chance it's going to go bad. But just like Belichick and Brady, like you just have to be in bewilderment of how much success they were able to bring to Green Bay. I think that's what I would like to remember. But Why the fuck did you say bewilderment like that? Because it's a SAT word. Bro. Oh, gosh. It's that's an a, Andrew Luck word. Hey, man. That wasn't Andrew Luck word, wasn't it? It was. Look at me. Maybe I should go to Stanford. <laughs> 
Hey, maybe I'm a cardinal, a tree. But I, I, I think it's I think it's actually very ignorant of people to see that situation go. They're together for ten years. Why would they start fighting? No, have you ever no. like if have you're you with someone for ten, 10 years, years, man? That's a long. T- hey, forever's a long time, bro. <laughs> Both of our brains like good <laughs> callback. Let's do it. All right, last one, Yikes. number two. He still doesn't have aim. Missed the trash can. I'll tell you what. That's why you're a punter, not a kicker. Hey, I've been kicking footballs again, by the way. I saw. Feel good. Could I you get do. the pistons firing again. I feel really good. Uh, before you open that, uh, do you believe that if you kicked a man? square in the junk that you could kill him i don't know i don't know the physics or the science behind i just deaths. feel like you running up full speed locked and loaded might kill a man i'm very confident that at one point i had the strongest leg in the world Ooh, that what year was that what fine line 2000 it's probably like my third or fourth maybe fifth year in the league third through fifth i had the strongest leg in the world i think now i've always seen that like really jack guys they walk in any room and they size people up were you just like walking in looking at hamstrings quasi no they knew those people knew they knew i mean i kicked the soccer ball 124 miles an hour at one point just sitting still like from a standstill i felt very good yeah it's on the internet what do you think about saquon's legs i think saquon's legs are next level Next level. If he really tried to be a kicker, are those legs that could be like super powerful? Like, is that know. an eighty-yard field goal? I don't know how his leg speed is. I mean, obviously with those quads, it'd be good, but leg speed's a big deal. Ah, oh, fluid hips, mean? knees, knees, Knee, hips, the whole thing. Yeah, you got to really be able to move, man. It's an explosive exercise. When I try, when I try and kick a field goal, I toe the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like, you sh- by the way, you should. If you, thank you. If you don't know how to kick soccer. No. Don't even fuck around because you're going to miss. Just The toe thing is Yes, a and high, just pray that it goes straight. Well, it's a higher consistency for sure for people, laymans that don't know how to kick in that's a soccer high. style. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Like somebody came. I always, like I used to try and like come up and like put my foot down. But you're I was probably like, pulling yeah, it. Yeah, who the fuck knows? Yeah, because you don't know how to do it. No. You, sh- you should go toe. The people that don't know how to kick in a soccer ball or a soccer style, like never done it before, if they're in for like a $10,000 field goal kick or something like that. Toe it. Toe that thing. Yeah. And just try to go straight up through it. Just go straight up through it. I feel like smart. half an inch be- below halfway through the ball right oh. like a half inch below yeah and just follow straight through to the center of the upright and it should go and it there's ten thousand dollars from dr pepper coming your way or you can just chest pass that thing into a hole in a football oh, game the worst all right last one that's a bad game move it back have them throw it it's a make football. them do something like they should also be like and what do they got the rush. dumb ref there for why are you standing there ref I don't know. I don't know why I like watching people do the, uh, uh, what's it called? With the basket, pop a shot. I oh. like watching people being really good at that. Hey, that, um. That dude that got like 60 in a minute. That Asian fella? Yo, the one that double that hands? Gets... Carson Edwards from Purdue. Oh, yeah. That's ex- I love that guy. Unbelievable. Number two, final one. Yeah. Who wins an NFL Royal Rumble? So over the top rope are the rules of NFL uh, Royal Rumble. Obviously, everybody knows that WrestleMania is this weekend. Check it out. Yeah, and how can we watch you during WrestleMania? I'm this on, worked out that like the plug can yeah. kind of it was nice. I, it's almost like I saw through your piece of paper and knew what was coming. Fuck you. Okay, so what are you doing? How can we watch you? Are you going to be doing like I'm live? on a pre-show. Whoa. I'm on a pre-show. So if I pay for the pay-per-view, I get to see you. Yeah, but you just get the network for free oh, for, yeah, yeah. for new subscribers. So it's free for new subscribers. I'll be on there. You get it for 30 days. So you get you get WrestleMania for free, which is normally like $70 for people. Before we get into this NFL Royal Rumble, yeah. um, how crazy is it to be a part of the WWE? It's, it's absolutely insane. They're the only people that have really shown any type of hope in me. 
You know what I mean? Michael Cole has called me and been like, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours, dude. I like what you do. We'd, yeah. like, we'd like you to start doing it. And then the relationship started from just a pre-show to now I make internet content. Was there a meeting ever where you're sitting across from Vince McMahon? No, Vince McMahon and I shook hands one time. It was a hello, and then he walked away. <laughs> so were it. you ever across from like Triple H? Yeah, Triple H and I text. What? Not on a regular basis. Like once every other week, there will be like a text message. Dude, I gave my little brother so many pedigrees hey, back in the day. Absolutely. Was, suck was, it. Hey, let's not even talk about suck oh, it. Oh. I got so many in-school suspensions oh. because of fucking DX. Hey, and those teachers, whenever they suspend you, what do you do? <laughs> no, I would, I would go, Ugh, and then I'm like, I've got enough. Oh, that's and then I, if you smell, yeah. uh, so it's got to be cool to work with him. Yeah, Triple H is that guy, and Michael Cole is awesome. Too. Was that your era of wrestling too? Yeah, yeah, Bad Suit era, absolutely. I, I kind of drifted away from it for a while. Of course, uh, but to get back into it, and and they let me do whatever I want. Really, it's really nice of them. Michael Cole's just like, just don't swear. We just want you to do whatever you need to do. How good are the athletes? Incredible. They're, it's like Cirque du Soleil, but they're on. They're on the road 270 oh. to 300 days a year. So they're putting on these Cirque du Soleil shows while driving for three hours in the middle of the night with no sleep. It's just, I, once you see behind the curtain and you like watch what these athletes are doing, yes. the women are incredible. The men, it's just, it's next level. And I just get to talk shit the entire time. I went to an NXT event. Yeah, this is like a year or two ago. Let's go. And it was in Madison Square Garden, like the theater. And I walk in and I was like, I don't know who any of these motherfuckers are. I'm with Matt Camp, who's like really big into wrestling. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to figure out my favorite up and coming NXT wrestler tonight. And we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to be all about him. Can I guess? Yeah. Ricochet. No, this is a little. This is like two years ago. So we're watching, and like Rude comes out, and like everyone's singing the song, and everyone's getting excited. And I was like, "Hey, he's okay." My number one guy was the fucking Drifter, and this is this is before. I'm telling you, this is before because I'm watching from an NFL perspective. Yeah, and he's standing there and just hopped up on the top turnbuckle. I go. He's more explosive than all these motherfuckers. Yeah. You just hate him because he's fucking corny and he's singing these songs. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm I'm waiting in line at Madison Square Garden and I'm sitting there and I go, I don't know, man. I think the Drifter is my favorite fucking wrestler in NXT. And then as that's happening, a producer at Bleach Report sees me, goes, Adam, and comes up and for some reason hugs me Why in the bathroom. Peeing? Not pee. I'm like in the line. Hey, to pee. road code. Road code, no hugs. Yeah, in the no, no physical contact in the in the, in the on, urinals. Come on. And this guy turns around and goes, the fucking drifter guy's giving hugs in the bathroom. What the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. Yeah, because, <laughs> because at that time, saying Elijah was good. Elias. A lot, my bad. Saying Elijah <laughs> saying Elias is good, people were like, he's corny as fuck. I was like, I don't know, I see something, man. You wanna you wanna hear something crazy? It's really gonna blow your mind? Elias went to my high school. Stop. Yeah, like best friends with one of the guys that's in that green room right now. Like really? all high school, yeah. Yeah, Elias and I have known each other a long time. And now it's like, it's hitting. Yeah, he's the guy. Also, Corey Graves, who's the commentator for both shows, went to the school right next to mine. What the hell is going on in your neighborhood, man? Hey, man, we got good water over there. Bad Apparently. teachers, bad teachers, but we got good water over there. But yeah, Elias literally graduated high school. I've known him. He's since. an athlete. Was he balling in high school he too? He was a tiny little stick. Wow. He was a tiny little stick, and he made this decision... I go back to, I was at West Virginia, and I would go back to Pittsburgh, where my family's from, to party sometimes, you know? And I walked into this house party, and I had 
I had a good time in college and I was in the kitchen as soon as I walked in and it was exactly like you would think like as soon as I walk in somebody has a beer bong ready for me they're like hey you ready to go I'm like absolutely so I welcome uh, home well hey, yeah it's great to be here you know yeah. like hey great to see everybody I bong this beer I put it down I hand it back I'm like all right let's get to and I turn to my right and Elias who wasn't named Elias at the time, was holding like a, a gallon of water, like a jug of water, right? <laughs> and he had like these little pre-made meals that he had to eat like every two hours through the night. Wow. And I was like, Before what? meal prepping was a thing. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? What are we doing here? And he's like, oh, man, I'm trying to become a professional wrestler. I can build my body up or whatever. I'm like, wow. okay, let's go. And we, we got into like a good probably 40 – Remember, this is I just did a beer bong right in front of his face. I, he probably hasn't seen me in like a year since I went to West Virginia. And we had a 45-minute conversation. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I'm really focused and doubting. I'm like, it appears as if you're doing that. Yeah. I'm going to try to get to the NFL. But with that being said, I'm, I'm going to go grab that beer bong again and see if we can really do some stuff. But he, uh, Elias. That's unbelievable. Elias is, uh, went to my high school. Yeah. That was completely random. I did not research that. All right. I have uh, names of people in the NFL that I find to be the biggest, strongest. So I feel like I'm going to say a name, and in Royal Rumble fashion, the next one that comes in, you just tell me who gets thrown out and who's still alive. Okay, yeah, yeah. First guy's going to be Aaron Donald. Let's go. He's the first dude that runs into the ring. I don't know what his entrance song is. Aaron Donald is in the ring. He trains with knives. Fake knives. It's bullshit. Is it really? Yeah, it was fake. You didn't know that? He went to the score right next to mine as well. Dude, Pittsburgh. Dan Marino, Terry Bradshaw. My dad graduated high school with Dan Marino. Darrell Revis. They weren't friends, but graduated high school together. Next comes in is Fletcher Cox. Who's still in the ring? Aaron Donald's still in the ring. He got a 10-pack. He posted that photo the other day. It's outrageous. He's a little bit tired. Defensive tackle from the Ravens, Brandon Williams comes in. You're not going to know all these guys. It's okay. He's nose tackle? Yeah. He's going to be tough to get out there, but I think Aaron Donald trained so hard with real knives, he kicks him out almost as soon as he gets in there. San Francisco 49er defensive lineman DeForest Buckner at six foot eight. Never heard of him. Like his name. He's tall, which means leverage of Aaron Donald, mm. which is what Aaron Donald's good at, gets him out. Number one seed is still in. So Aaron Donald has now gone through Fletcher Cox, Brandon Williams, DeForest Buckner. His abs are pulsating. Yeah. His pecs are bouncing. Boom, boom, boom. He's going, who's next? Oh, He's like doing Goldberg. the Goldberg. Yeah greatest Jewish athlete of all time. Khalil Mack runs into the ring. Khalil Mack is oh, now facing no. off with a tired Aaron Donald. Yeah. That's why I put Aaron Donald at one. He Where's John Gruden at? John Gruden is sitting in the booth with Mark Davis getting a fresh bowl cut. Okay, so they, they're they both getting cut. haircuts. Yep. 90 million guaranteed is a lot of money, man. That's what, uh, that's what John Gruden said shortly after signing a $100 million guarantee. <laughs> I think this is where Khalil Mack could potentially... It's a great battle. Does someone else enter the ring while they're fighting? I think it lasts long enough that another person comes in. Washington defensive lineman, great wrestling name, Deron Payne. Love that name. Deron Payne. Deron! He's a 6'5", 300, 320 guy. Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. They're battling, battling, yes. battling. They hear old Payne because he come in. They stop Bring him. in the pain. That's yeah. what they say before he runs in. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. It's kind of a dead moment. They need a little cheap pop. Fireworks call. Oh, hey. Ah! Yeah. Burns uh, myself. Khalil okay. Mack and Aaron Donald, though, yeah. realize what they're doing. Okay? They stop. They turn to the pain, Cuzzy. Alliance. And they toss pain out. Flipped him over. He's gone. You're going to snark at this, but I'm going to give you the next one. Next one is Bengals defensive lineman Andrew Billings, known because he broke Mark Henry's lifting record, that Mark Henry, when he was in high school. So this is a short, stocky, 5'11", 6'3", 300-pound 
power lifter that beat the strongest man in the world, Mark Henry. He runs it. Nah, he beat him when he was in high school. That was world's strongest boy, Mark Henry, at that oh, point. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, not gotcha. world's strongest man. Let's right. take it easy. As you can tell, I like my Andrew Billings. Yeah. So he runs in. He's got good leverage, though. He's a tiny yes, little guy. He's tiny under little fire plug. Yeah. He's like Kyler Murray size. Are Mac and Donald now teammates? No, I think, I think Aaron Donald and Billings... <gasps> Because they got the low leverage thing. They turn on Khalil Mack, tired Khalil Mack. Yes. Aaron Donald decides he's won enough in life, eliminates himself. Old Cuzzy Billings is now hanging out by himself, the little spark plug of a man who beat world's strongest boy, Mark Henry. In, in runs Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. Oh, well, let's go dog pound. Miles Holy Garrett crap. tosses that little spark plug out one of the hand. ring. Yeah, one hand. Like a, like a hip. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then comes Quentin Nelson. Just like an 80s rock song, yeah. wearing a bandana. Walking like the Bushwhackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holding like a two-by-four. Yeah. Yeah. Quentin Nelson wins that thing. Okay. He picks that guy up probably. Ooh. Isn't happy about anything that guy said or looked at him. Just from personal experience, that's what I would say. And he tosses old 300-pound spark plug cuzzy over the top rope. Ladies and gentlemen. It's not over. There's four more people. Margus Hunt. Of the Indianapolis Colts, who you know is fucking enormous. He's, he's a massive man. He's like 6'9", 340, and it's Quentin Nelson's teammate. Yeah, he sees Quentin Nelson. He gets in. He jumps out. He also eliminates himself. Wow. So now there's two competitors who have eliminated themselves, but still got the paycheck, which you have to respect the business sense. Calais Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Chris Jones, defensive lineman of the Chiefs, running at the same time. Well, that's cheating, so we're going to have to question their moral code. I've partied with Calais a couple of times. Good guy. Hey, Pat, how are you? He's got a very interesting voice. He may have been the prototype for an avatar. That guy is a freak athlete, very yeah. tall. I think Quentin Nelson handles that situation. Double chokes Because he's pissed off about them attempting to cheat. Ah. So he takes on the double team like a real gentleman. Quentin Nelson ends up your winner, Mr. Then, Earl Grey himself. Then, dung. Oh, The Undertaker. Dung. Taylor Lewan comes in. Oh, my. With Undertaker's music. Top hat, dressed like Boss Hog. Dun, dun. Steam's coming up. Yeah. Stings in the rafters. Not going to come down. Just going to watch. He Thinking about good. it. He just wants Thinking to see the show. Him. Thinking about it. Taylor Lewan comes in. Taylor Lewan and Quentin Nelson just had a viral video yeah. where they were imitating. Yeah. Cardi uh, being offset. Thank you. Yeah. Almost I almost said takeoff. Uh, but so they're friends. Yeah. But they have to fight each other for yeah. the Royal Rumble. And I would say that Taylor's already rich, like he's much more wealthy than Quentin right. is at this exact... Although Quentin's going to be much more wealthy than him in a couple years. I think so. I would in my mind, I would be like, well, Rich Taylor is just going to be like, yo, I don't want to go against a friend here. I'll also eliminate myself. Mm. But he's an offensive lineman, so that would be quite a right. question to right. his. Right, these other guys that have self-eliminated are D-linemen. Yeah, and they've already done enough. They, yeah. All the guys that have eliminated themselves, they've already done enough. You know, Marcus Hunt did it strictly because he doesn't want to face off against Quentin Nelson again because he's a good teammate, good guy, good locker room yeah, guy. Yeah. Taylor Lewan, though, I don't know because he's fresh. Taylor Lewan's fresh. He's got an attitude. But Quentin Nelson doesn't seem to have many feelings. You know, he doesn't have a, much feelings. He doesn't even realize that he and Taylor are friends when he gets in there. I think Taylor has a personality. He's still, he's like, hey, man, we just did the Mexico thing yeah, and yeah. the pool thing. Come on, take it easy. Hey. Yeah. And then I think before Death. before he even gets his hat off, that incredibly nice hat that he wears, yeah, yeah. before that thing even gets off, I think Quentin Nelson's already ended it. And Taylor That's Lewan awesome. walks out of there with bags of cash in a situation where a friend of his that he thought turned his back on him. Wow. And that friend 
friend is now the NFL Royal Rumble champ, so you got to respect it a little bit. He probably claps, goes off, back to Mike Frabel's town, and has a good time. Congratulations to Quentin Nelson for winning hey. the NFL Royal Rumble. Hey, good for Quentin Nelson. Super happy for him. Friend of your show. I can't believe that you didn't have a good time with him. Next time you want to interview him, tell bad. I'll call in, and I'll be like, Quentin, it's okay. It was bad. Man. Yeah. It was, he had no idea who I was, I don't think. Who would win a Royal Rumble of only quarterbacks? The Cam name, Newton. The names that I came up with that were in the final four were Cam, Josh Allen, Mahomes, and I feel like Big Ben would be like scrappy. Like all of a sudden, like a, a chair flies in. Yeah, yeah. He's That's grabbing it, by the way. Yes. Big Ben Roethlisberger is grabbing that chair, hitting somebody with it, yes. and then he's throwing the person who threw the chair in under the bus. 100%. But he's going to put up elite numbers. So who wins of those four? Josh Allen, Cam Newton, Mahomes, and Big Ben. Let's, let's remember. Let's let's. But let's, it's a, this is like a still Royal Rumble rules, but they're all yeah, four in the it's ring. It's a four man Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with. Let's remember the grit factor here. Um, Cam has not climaxed this month. Cam is huge doing factor. the no sex, no yeah, uh, no climax, no personal. Yeah, that whole thing. A lot of pent up frustration. So we got to think about that. Yeah. He also crashed his truck pretty nasty and, and survived, survived and got and out played. of it. Yeah, and got out of it. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger though crashed a Hayabusa in the middle of downtown Pittsburgh. What? Yeah, looked, I don't remember this. God is like they thought it was. Big deal. Like, this was before, I think this was before Twitter, like in his first couple years. Wow. Ben Roethlisberger also has a lot of history with WWE. He's been in a ring before, so that might help ah. him out. So the gritty old Big Ben might help him out here because he is, uh, I mean, we've all seen him try to avoid pass rushers. It's non-existent. He just takes that thing and throws a rock. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, he's a little bit too young and happy. I think he's just excited to be there in the moment. Yeah. You got to get the old grizzled. Mahomes well, is like a Brett the Hitman heart. He's like, a show, he's like an athlete, you know. I don't Go know on. If those guys were. I didn't have anything else. I really thought you were going somewhere there. I was excited to hear it. I think Mahomes gets eliminated. Mahomes like the Rock. He's going to try to do something fancy. He's going to try to go up to the top rope yes. because he is an athlete. Yeah. And, and Roethlisberger is probably just going to stumble and just knock him off. He's eliminated. Uh, Josh Allen's going to be so bright. I love the idea that Big Ben accidentally knocks everybody else out. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen, though. If we really start looking at the film here in our brains, uh, watch the video, I, I think Roethlisberger probably wins it just by like stumbling, fumbling, bumbling his way into the championship. And then uh, Cam Newton's tough to bet against. Though. I feel like if it was all quarterbacks, Eli would be the first one eliminated. I feel like Baker would actually be the more Sean Andrew Michaels. Luck, Andrew Luck would hop over the rope as soon as it started. I don't like conflict. Hey, guys. Good luck out there. Nick Foles would be coming to Val Venus's music. Hello, sure. ladies. Why is that? Because of the old uh, big... BDN. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is Kurt Angle, but like with muscles. I don't think Kurt Angle deserved that. Oh, you thought it was an insult to Kurt Angle. I think so, man. <laughs> Kurt Angle... Kurt Angle rises up in the biggest moments. He won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, bro. Remember that. I like Kirk Cousins' business sense. He's more like a business yeah, guy. Yeah. I think he's a business And guy. then who would win a kicker-punter Royal Rumble? I feel very good if I was in there. Uh, I'm not, though. I'm retired. Yep. Um, You're going to kick for the XFL? No. If the XFL called, Pat, and said, we need big name pop hold on you're a wwe employee yeah potential microphone usage there potential i don't know i haven't been told anything but you would think the afl offered me a job to commentate the day after i signed with the wwe big paycheck too wow. they offered me a big paycheck to do it you turns out would have never got paid no, no no would have never got paid but it was oh, so you'll be doing xfl stuff maybe put in uh, a note. let's not put let's in not a note. roll out monday night football all right, well, that's the show. okay well just you know 
we have a tape. We can we can repurpose this. Yeah, we can for XFL. XFL. Welcome to XFL. Sonny Jurgensen's grandson <laughs> taking on Jack Nicholas's nephew next on XFL. I think the XFL will succeed because they got good business sense in there. Oliver Luck running the show. The AFL is going to be a wild story that's going to unfold. I've heard. I've got some DMs from a lot of old teammates that were in there. They said it was a complete shit show. Everything was a shit show, like a joke, like fire festival type stuff. Like no, I mean they didn't get a payroll for the pre, first couple pre-game weeks. Pre-game meal is like craft craft cheese and ham, and the cheese is still in the wrapper. Oh, I mean I heard it. Like I think this documentary that's going to come out about it, obviously at some point. Oh yeah, someone's going to make something. I mean, did they not have any money for the first week? Like what happened? How do you not make payroll first week? Like what? What is that even? Oh, Billy McFarland's in there, bro. Damn. Fucking stirring the pot. I met somebody that went to Fire Festival. I was very jealous, actually. I wanted the experience. A guy that's part of my crew, uh, his name's Diggs. Yeah. He's an Italian, Anthony DiGilio. He was all about that type of thing, like being influenced by influencers. I love that shit. And he heard about it, saw the orange picture, and he was like, I want to go, and we almost expensed it. Like, almost sent him. In hindsight, I wish we would have done it. Amazing it incredible. I appreciate you coming in. Can I read one thing that I got from a fan that I didn't expect to get? Uh, so I got this package uh, from Stu Resnick out in Phoenix, Arizona. All right, Stu. Appreciate you, Stu. And he ends up that he's a grandpa that listens to the show a lot. Let's go. And, and he wrote me this awesome message where he talked about that when he heard me at the end of the podcast where I was talking about, I'm an Eagles fan, they won the Super Bowl, and I started getting emotional thinking about my family. He's like, it fucking hit me. And he wrote me this awesome oh. letter, and I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but him and his 11-year-old grandson playing catch, and he listened to the show, and he said that we rekindled a long-lost appreciation of football for him and that he thanks us for that. Uh, this, And he had a license plate. It was a personalized license plate. He traveled with him for the last year. He doubted that anyone took notice of the numbers. That's exactly how he wanted it. But I know for sure that I knew what it means. And I opened it up and I knew within 20 seconds. This is an Eagles thing. I'm just going to show it. And it made me realize, one, how football fans can all be connected to each other over some craziness. The numbers are 6230889. I was just trying to do the T9, uh, T9 text there. Like oh, head, and I, I was, turned it upside down. Like, is that a T9 text? Yeah. No, <laughs> Jason Kelsey snapped the ball to Corey Clement, uh, who tossed the ball to Trey Burton, who threw it to Nick Foles for Philly Philly. So to you, I uh, Stu, I'm going to put this in the studio if you're still listening. It's officially in there from here on out. I appreciate you sending that to me and the awesome note. Uh, mention all the great old Eagles like Tommy McDonald. Uh, thank you, dude. You're the fucking man. I don't know if you curse in your household, but now we do. Shout out Vince Papali, too. Oh. Honestly. Awesome. Bartender. Yeah. I went on quite a Mark Wahlberg run the other day. Just watching shit? Yeah. Just like Vince Invincible and then. Uh, there was another one he did where he shot some people. and It was great. There's another one where he did I appreciate one. you coming on. Thanks for having me. You really did you cool. have fun? I did. I had a great time. You have really cool fans, though. Dude, they're the shit. They're the homies. Hey, you deserve it, man. Thank I'm you, happy man. for you, dude. So the homies, as I like to call them, the 33%. Pat gave his 33%. Check out everything. Twitter is at Pat McAfee. Doesn't matter. You know, his shit's everywhere. No, Enjoy no. You, there, too much of me is too much of me. My mom's already given up. She unfollowed me a week ago. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you. Bro. You're the man. WrestleMania Sunday, check it out. Will do.